Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Well, okay, before we do anything, before we break anything down. Break down in tears. That, before we break down Pittsburgh, actually making a good trade. Oh, it's depressing. It. It's, it's depressing. It's a lie. It's a lie. Let's so talk about them. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like they tease us. They're like, we're going to be betting now? Here's the deal. We've got a huge event next Saturday. This is a big thing. Steve, you want to explain because it's about Easter Seals. November 2nd, damn it, for the Eric Lindros Celebrity Hockey Classic. <laughs> November 2nd, charity! <laughs> charity, damn it! Are you ready for so much giving? There you go. So well, you get to basically, people get to show up and own you at NHL on the big screen. Or get owned! You want to be taught a lesson? <laughs> You what want to be taught a lesson, folks? What happens to the first person that lo- actually loses to Steve at Chell? Oh. The exact same as what happens to the second and third and fourth person who loses to Steve at Chell. <laughs> You're all going down. So you get to play Steve. November 2nd, you get to lose to Steve. You get the privilege. November 2nd uh, at Scotiabank Theatre from 2 to 5 p.m. We're going to be streaming... NHL 20 live. Yes, it will be streamed on my YouTube channel if you're not from the GTA. If you are from the GTA, or if you're willing to drive or fly, or perhaps take a boat, kayak maybe Mm, even, uh you're going to get your ass to the Scotiabank Theatre. 2 to 5 p.m. Tickets are $20.69. I did that just because of the sex number. Get a ticket! So, And Adam and myself will be there. Yes, we'll be there. Yeah, who cares? Adam and Jesse will be there. Uh, Chris Johnson said he might make an appearance. Oh. He's, he's on another popular television show uh, that night. It's called Hockey Night in Canada. Never heard of it. I don't know if you... Yeah, well, you know. Working on uh, some others, but the important people that I want there is you! And I intentionally got the <laughs> biggest theater possible. We got 370 seats. So... I want to pack the damn building nice. uh, to stream NHL 20. All the money. All of it is going to Easter Seals. All of it. Yeah, a lot of people were confused about that. Your ticket is your donation. Your so you're not coming your here to donate. You're just buying the ticket, and that's your donation. Yes. But you can I, also donate on top of it. But you can also donate. Yes. Uh, Jesse, you're going to be like refreshing the donation page and all that. Sure, yeah. Um, the tip jar will be enabled on the stream, so if you want to do that, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a donor. So we're obviously going to be accepting donations all throughout in several forms. There's going to be uh, an auction. I'm going to be auctioning off uh, one of my Dangle jerseys. Ooh. At least one. I think I'm going to do more. And also, because he doesn't want it want it anymore, the uh, Montreal Canadiens 69 Jerkshire jersey oh, hey! is on the table. <laughs> can I can I add a jersey to that? Would you like to? I have a jersey in my closet. It's a Jonas Gustafsson jersey. Whoa. And, it will, and Jesse Blake will sign it. No, Steve will sign it. I will sign it. Adam will sign it. Adam I don't, will sign it. Do I need to we'll sign we'll it? all sign it with 69 at the end of yeah. our day. Yeah. And you'll get that Jonas Gustafsson jersey. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> all proceeds Woo. are going to go to Easter Seals, Ontario. That's a charity that helps kids with, uh, with physical disabilities. Uh, we're going to put a link uh, down below for tickets. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. And here's where you get Or if you kick. can't click the link, where do you go? What's the website? Uh, it's my pinned tweet right now. It's a video of me talking about the event with the link. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Cool. So I changed, changed my pinned tweet. It still all goes towards Easter Seals. Here's how you kick double the amount of ass. So if you get a ticket, if you make a donation during the stream, if you buy one of the auction items, we have a donor who is going to match every dollar that we raise 
for this thing. So if we make 10 grand off of this thing, guess what? 20 grand. Wow. Guess All right. what? That's that. What was the other one? Why not? <laughs> there you go. Why not? Come on down November 2nd, Scotiabank Theater, 2 to 5 p.m. We got, where's the, where's well, and here's the, the thing, as part of, you, you haven't mentioned that, okay, so as part of, a part what of this, I is you get to play with Steve, you get to play hockey with Steve. Yeah, with or against. Or against. It's up to you, we're gonna be, oh yeah, sorry, that's the whole point. Right. We're gonna be auctioning off spots to play either with or against me. Right. Um, I, I was thinking threes, but like, we'll be flexible, I mean, if you spend enough money, I'll be like, yes, I will play ones with you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Of course. And just like in real life, Steve... Will kick your ass. Has only made room for himself to play, meaning he will not pass yeah. us the controller, Jesse. <laughs> oh my God! We Why are not I? on the table. Gotta have the best one. It's of us crazy play. that you made this event just for you to play all of the games. I know. It's not like anybody else there could play. If someone wants to play Jesse Blake and they uh, no, win it, no, I don't know. That's not on the table. Yeah, no. The event the is the Steve, Steve Dangle pass, plays Chell event because he won't pass the controller like the puck. Yeah, right? I will not. I will not. I'll kill McCarrett and just my own end, neutral zone, other zone, friggin' goal. Maybe we we should have a uh, we should have like line bets on this too for charity. Mm -hmm. So like, what's the what's the over under on Steve showing up? In clothes that he did not pay for. Uh, okay. What's the over under on uh, side bets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, side for bets? people at home. Let's do you know it. what I mean? We yeah. should we should come up with some stuff. So if you got any suggestions, leave them in the comments. Oh, and the whole thing, all the best plays, because you know I'm gonna have a lot of really good plays because I'm sick, Joe. <laughs> um, it's all gonna be gift by my new favorite gif account, Tic Tac Tomar. I've been calling him the wrong thing this whole Tic -tac -tomar. time. Tic Tac Tomar. I've been calling. <laughs> Tic Tac Omar, because I know his name is Omar. Tic Tac Tomar. Right. So he's going to give all the giveable moments and all that. November 2nd, 2 to 5 p.m., Scotiabank Theater. Uh, link down below or in my pinned tweet. Get a damn ticket. <sighs> That's fun. Get it's a gonna damn be a ticket. Good, it's going to be a good time. I've sort of ran out of steam there. I it's going to be a great time. <laughs> the title of the show will be Get a Damn Ticket. Get a damn ticket. Because now, also, shout out Colby Armstrong for uh, making a donation I saw in my email just before I... Uh, just before I arrive, shout out Arm Dog, hashtag Team Unit. Actually, Remember I want to I want to shout out Nick Gould who who donated like what was it like a oh th thousand gosh. bucks to me Nick and five hundred to someone else and Heart of Gould. Um, yes, uh, so crazy East, Easter Seals and I are reaching out to that individual to find out who they are on account of uh, in total between donations to me and you and Jesse mm -hmm. and uh, I think Mike Stevens and Harrison Brown as well. Uh, and our friend TJ. He also TJ, got some nickel donations. He's donated um, $8,000. Wow. wow. Yeah. So Nick Gould is a G. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Capital G. Yeah, uh, capital G. And uh, that uh, makes a big difference in the lives Huge. of very many people. So... If you want to be like Nick Gould, all it costs is $20 and the sex number. I am 50% of the way to my goal, which is, it's funny because I checked it online mm -hmm. and my goal is 69, 69, 69. However, Easter Seals in my email, every time I get a donation, I get an email. Yeah. They've rounded it up to 69, 70 because they're mature people. Oh, ah, and I think no. that's wrong. That's wrong. Don't Who give that a cent more. Ah. But Tracy uh, Tariska was the latest person to donate to me. It was just this afternoon. And I am f almost, yeah, I'm exactly 50% of my way to the goal, which I have to be honest with you. I was like, that is ambitious. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of money. Isn't that more than you raised last year? 
Oh, it's double what I've raised. Like I think oh I raised God. two thousand bucks last year. So this is, I'm already fifteen hundred ahead of that. And you and um, Jesse are like neck and neck. Are we? I think so. I, Great. I have closed down my donations. Are you done? I want our donations to go to Steve now. No! <laughs> no <laughs> I think that makes sense. So I've already reached my goal, so I'm very satisfied. Yep. Yeah. I've got to reach mine, so please so keep I donating. Help, help the other guys reach I'm their goals. I'm still trying to get to 50 grand. I exactly. think I'm at 30. I'm almost at 35. There you go. So that's pretty good, and we got a couple weeks left. But the big one is November 2nd. Amazing. All right, now it's time to wear, which is to find out who wore the crown. It's brought to you by Crown Royal. Why not put yourself and a friend? Excuse me, Steve. Why not? Why not? Pour yourself a friend, a crown royal, because, hey, listen, we're going to talk about who wore the crown, where we, with the help of you, recognize one Leaf player from each uh, game on each show who gives their all for the blue and white because it's our town, it's our crown. It's not about what you have, but about what you give. And we've been talking about charity. That's fitting. Mm -hmm. Let's crown a Leaf who lives generously by giving it all for the team, as hard as that might be, given the last two games. Brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Let us get into it. Steve Dangle, kick us off. Uh, I think Muds Lightyear to the rescue. He has been the only noticeable Leaf. Uh, yeah, he was on the ice for a couple of those uh, odd man rushes or whatever for Montreal, but... He single-handedly dragged the team back into the San Jose game. He dragged the team somehow back into that Montreal game. Actually made it look like they were going to pick up points for a second. Uh, got to give it to Jake Muzzin. Holy shit, extend that guy right away. I am also going to give it to Jake Muzzin. And the reason, the, I know all the reasons Steve mentioned, but I'm also going to give give it something else. When Jake Muzzin arrived here, it was under a cloud. Remember, there was the whole thing about him not being a right-handed shot. Well, Babs who, even who caused that cloud? That would have been Mike Babcock. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think the Leafs were, quite frankly, at the end of the season, they looked a lot like they look right now, just, just all over the place in Rocky. And he came in and looked really good. But I think that a training camp and, you know, not being traded midseason – the fact that the Leafs were able to get him, and I think it was Mike Mike J. Stevens who who said this on uh, on Twitter, uh, or is by Mike Stevens, whatever. One of the Mike Stevens is this. two Mike Stevens. I know, right? I know, I know. Uh, Mike Stevens basically said, um, I, the fact that they were able to get him without giving up a roster player is unbelievable. Now, Sean Jersey might become a great player in Los Angeles. Carl Grundstrom looks like he's fine. Yep. We thought he'd be fine. We thought round. he would be, yeah, in a second rounder. So you never know. But for what the Leafs needed and for what the Leafs gave, what a pickup, what a guy, and is the only physical presence on a team that, dare I say, and we could get into this later, maybe needs it. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, oh, we're getting into it later. Jesse. <laughs> when you walk into a store and you buy something, you go to the cash register, you, you do your debit, you do your credit, you do your cash, whatever one you want. Yeah, you pay for it three different ways. Make the one of the three ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after you do that, you pay for your item. What do you get? A, an item. You get your item, and then what do you get? Out of the store, a receipt. You... Thank uh, you, Adam. Oh. Thank you for understanding. Yes, I'm following. You get you get a receipt. A receipt. So, my crown, in part, goes to the STP listeners mm. because they keep giving me the receipts. The receipts on why William Nylander deserves the crown. <laughs> oh. Are they tweeting at you now? Each saying... week now, after every episode, I get tagged in a whole bunch of William Nylander tweets onto why he was clearly the best clearly. player on the ice okay. every single game. Okay. Do you remember Riley's goal from Friday? I do. That little beautiful one-timer. 
mm-hmm. which is Oof. rare for him. He's usually like just throwing a muffin at the wall. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. One-timers I'm... are not his thing. Weak shots are his thing. Yeah. I love Mo. Maybe it's time for Riley to be there. Uh, not Riley, sorry, Barry. Yeah. Maybe it's time for Barry to be on PP1. Do you know who fed him that puck? Who fed him that puck? William Nylander. Oh! William Nylander skated the puck through all three zones. Made a gorgeous pass to Riley, and not a single single commentator mentioned him on that play. No, isn't that funny? That, that was it. Was ridiculous. I t- I'm, that's funny. I thought I was crazy. Okay, I'm like because yeah. I I watched that play. I was like, holy shit, Nylander. And then they're like, wow, Morgan. That's more of that Morgan <laughs> Riley leadership. Quality. <laughs> wow, with the skating and the shooting, and wow. And I'm like, Joe Bowen did. Nealand. Well, yeah, because but no one hears yeah. Joe because he's just on the radio. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, no offense, Joe, come back to TV, please. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think they've been doing a good job with the clips. The oh my God, they're the clips. best. Yeah, they're the best. But Joe needs to be on TV um, mm-hmm. for the least the local games. I understand not the national ones. He's he's our guy. But I, I think the the thing with that, honestly, like when can we just admit? Like, when can everybody just admit that they just hate him? Like, it's just a, <laughs> there's just a general dislike for this guy. From he, a certain group. But that's the group seems. that's doing the, the taste making. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. the group that's on TV. Yeah. The taste making? Yeah. They're, they're the influencers. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. You never heard taste makers? Oh, no. Well, that's that, <laughs> essentially the people that lead the charge in the conversation, right? Oh, okay. That what your uncle rhymes back to you the next day at work. You know what I mean? Like when you're when you're talking when you're when you're going into work the next day, your uncle calls and they're like, Steve, they like say it's Uncle Rocky. I don't know how, what his opinions on hockey are. Uncle but say, Rocky. Say Uncle Rocky. He's I got an Uncle Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. So he's got an Uncle Rocky, and Steve's <laughs> driving in to do the podcast, and uh-huh. the Leafs have played the night before. Uncle Rocky, chances are, is going to repeat back what he heard Brian Burke say on the segment the night before. Or he's got opinions. Does he have opinion? Well, like it's it's Burke or right. it's Cherry. A burger cherry. Yeah. 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 It's, it's what Don says. Because uh, Elliot and Chris try to not have opinions. They're journalists. They're trying to be just, here are the facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's they're the there. news. But I then heard. there's guys who are like, this is what I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I had members of my family back not 18 months ago saying that Mitch Marner needed to be traded. For because he was playing on the fourth line and, and oh, it was time to tr- Noah Hannafin. Oh, weirdly, and Could've who said that on TV? Nick Caprios. <laughs> so it is interesting that the people who make the taste, the people that drive the conversation, at least among people that are not, uh, you know, that don't have time to get on Twitter and tweet relentlessly about it like we do. Mm. Uh, you know, people with families and and jobs <laughs> and maybe who are not internet savvy and maybe a little bit older. Uh, we have to represent. We have to recognize that that is a, a thing that's been happening for, for a long time. But I wonder how many good players Leafs media have run out of town. Like, because they just didn't like them. And they just decided, I don't like you. Is there a podcast with, like, people maybe double our age? Like, uh, I don't know, the Leafs Boomers podcast or whatever. And they're going... So there's these online tastemakers, like a Sean Tierney, <laughs> trying to ram it down my throat that William Nylander's been good, when clearly, like... I don't know. I just wonder if there's like an opposite side of that. I don't I know. Like no, the people... opposite side is the people on TV. Yeah, that's their fucking yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's their podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. It's funny. The opposite no, is the people we're talking about. People, people talk about like, oh, William Nylander never gets a fair shake, and I'm like, I don't see it, and that's because I spend all my time online. Yeah, yes, amongst right? people who would give him a fair shake. He does not get a fair shake. There's so no question. That's from uh, Ray Hef underscore Isa on Twitter. Oh. Do you know, do you know yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome follow. Also, small note from Nick oh, yeah. Richard. 
Uh, with William Nylander on the ice, this was also Friday night versus Sharks. The Leafs generated 23 shot attempts to just seven for the Sharks. He also had a primary assist on the game-winning goal after skating the puck through the neutral, neutral zone, hitting Riley with a beautiful pass. That was that pass. And then uh, his Corsi 4 percentage was 76.67. Wow. Jesus. Would have been That's a great Friday night for William. Would have been great to give Hutch that game. Would have been great. Now, it wouldn't have mattered. That's who wore the crown for this week. Brought to you, as always, by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not live generously? Why not? And treat your friends and Leafs crew to a Crown Royal old-fashioned. Now, let's talk about the last two games. The Leafs win, the Leafs lose. (sighs) Concerning about the first game, they win and the arena's dead. Concerning about the second game, it's a repeat of every other loss they've had this year on a back-to-back. I can't get... I can't get excited to watch the Leafs. Well, it seems like, like and that's concerning, right? Fans can't get ex- I'm not excited to watch the Leafs. I, I, I can't mean get that. excited to watch them play the Sharks because I know if even if I know that even if they win, they're going to lose the next night. They're going to. Oh, you know we almost had them, and you almost had the Bruins, and you almost. Wow, you know what? You keep putting those almost points in the bank, and you're going to almost make the playoffs. I'm 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 exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I know that they head into every back-to-back with the goal of getting to a four. Mm -hmm. Mission accomplished. Woo! Woo! And like they went into this week with a pair of back-to-backs with the mission of getting four out of eight. You got three. Ah. Well, you know what though? Three is almost four. So woo! Mission accomplished. Ugh. Like I, I can't get excited about that. The the narrative that this team doesn't stick up for itself. The first time someone got decked, I'm like, ah, whatever. Matthews gets decked, I'm like, mm, that's a little bit concerning. Barry got decked yesterday, and I'm like, can someone frigging do anything? Any like slash him. So to that point, Mike Babcock said, who's going to do that? They asked him between games, are you upset about the Brendan Dillon hit on Matthews and the lack of retaliation from, from your team? And he, he asked, and no reporter had a follow-up. So who's going to do that? A reporter should have said any freaking buddy. Sidney Crosby fights. Evgeny Malkin fights. Pavel Datsuk once beat the shit out of Corey Perry. He beat the brakes off of him. Pavel Datsuk. Stick up for yourself for crying out loud. But that's Brendan Gallagher. That's not is these guys. Thing. Are that, you joking? Yeah, that's not, not these guys. guys though. I don't get Okay, well then they're not winners. They're not going to win. <laughs> is not retaliating. Oh, that's not these guys. But okay, that's well, tra- is that is that what winning is? Retaliating after a big hit? They're trying to No, but like for fuck's sake. Like, they're trying to make Steve, it look tr- like you give the remotest shit. They're trying sure. to instill a uh a in a uh, a way of thinking with the Leafs right now, which is tough for us because in the moment we're fans and we want to react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, they're trying to um, say, okay, but the our uh, our retaliation is our power play. Our retaliation. Nope. But the problem is nope. when you have there were some missed calls in Boston, and again, I wanted to I want to stay away from criticizing the refs because it's so fucking boring. They're mm-hmm. terrible. No one cares. They're awful. It's subjective. And every other fan base is going to go, well, we have our complaints too, and I get that. And it's Max Domi. There were Montreal reporters last night All who were them. like, how All did Max them. Domi not get a penalty for punching? Who was it in the head? Alex Kerfoot. Yes. After Kerfoot. Yeah. And Domi was right to stick up for himself. He just got decked from behind. So he gets up. He does a 10 times more aggressive version of what Martin Marincin did to David Backus. Nothing. Fuck all. 
the worst officials in professional sports. They're awful. Well, have you seen basketball? Yeah, basketball. <laughs> basketball is a joke. In that's okay. so bad. Yeah. Forget the fact that, forget the fact that basketball officials were literally caught getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they got caught. Where they were, they actually got paid, so they intentionally yeah. threw games. I'm, NHL refs just don't give a shit. I'm surprised you have this opinion. Just, that you okay. think that you think the Leafs winning and losing is dependent on no. them them de- uh, retaliating to Brendan Dillon. No, okay. Because we there are calm down. because there are people that are going to take this part of the conversation and before they hear the whole thing, they're going to go, "I can't believe it. Oh my god, you guys have completely thrown everything that totally you've ever right. set out the window." Totally. But every now and then let yep. them know you still exist. Get For angry. Crying, like our retaliation sure. is our power play. One, you don't score, you score one out of five times. Your mm-hmm. retaliation is one out of five times, if you're lucky. Also, you got to rely on the worst officials in professional sports to provide you with that we, power play. Nope. Second worst. Second, Second worst. The worst. <laughs> the worst. Also, they might be tied with NFL officials. Oh, ooh, right after dead. that New Orleans Maybe. game. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> ask but, New Orleans, the entire city, how they feel about the NFL right? officials. Just the, the elbow, the direct head hit, and the don't... That was exhausting. With the Brendan the, Dillon the stuff? The Brendan Dillon conversation on Twitter. Clean hit. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Despite the fact that... Open your fucking eye! Like, I, I was sitting there looking at my mentions and just going, I have nothing for these people. I have nothing for the... Like, it was like I, I, I could have just posted a picture of an orange and had everyone tell me it was a lemon. He hit him in the fucking head! Open your eyes! Direct! Direct to the head! I think, though... Oh, he was admiring his past. Fine! He hit him in the brain, idiot! The, what? The, the what? Way, I'm telling the truth! The way it hit to the head... Fun job. ...is... <laughs> <laughs> the way it hit to the head is judged as if there's contact, right? people who just don't see what's in front of them? <laughs> how do you argue with people who dispute reality? Because, Steve, their entire... Because... Because their entire existence, that sort of hit has been illegal, and it's only, or right. sorry, legal. The only, the only time that's changed is in the last three years. And you know what the NHL has oh. done a, a terrible job of doing? Is going anyone who gives a shit. Is going out and saying, this is what a head hit it looks like, and here's what one doesn't look like, and here's what's on, that's on the line, and here's what we would do about that. And the reason they haven't done that is they don't want anyone to pin them when they fuck up. Yeah. So the NHL says, yeah, anytime there's head contact, it's a hit to the head, except when it's not. And that's the problem the NHL faces is that and, and as a fan, you face because the NHL is really smart. The NHL is a lawyer. The NHL is Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman is a lawyer. And Gary oh, Bettman knows not to exhausting. paint himself into a corner. Exhausting. Kyle Dubas could learn something from Gary Bettman in that regard, yeah. by the way. How? Can and we will. Oh, yes. He's a is little too matter-of-fact dam- about things. Sorry, I love Kyle Dubas' confidence, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. is there a more damaging statement in his tenure as a GM? And he did it right away. Yeah, oh. But the NHL loves to exist in that gray area, because once they yeah. do, then they're free from criticism. Because they're like, alright, we're on both sides here. It's like, you can't criticize us. No, they love to live in that white-haired area. Like, well, like we got... We got George Peros and a bunch of dudes in their 50s and 60s who played hockey in the 70s and 80s making decisions about head contact. And we're just, we're not going to get a fair shake, folks. Like, no, and the- they, our retaliation is the power play. Abandon that plan. You are not going to get ahead with that plan. Abandon it. Well, Stop especially relying the way it's playing. on the decisions of others. 
Last here, let me let me Especially the way they're playing. By the way, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Penalty kill looks good. If you were to tell me before the season which guy's gonna look great, Dave Haxtall or Paul McFarlane, I'd have been like Paul McFarlane and not Dave Haxtall. And guess what? It's the exact opposite. The Leafs PK looks great. The Leafs power play looks abysmal. Do we owe DJ Smith an apology? No. At what No. 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 No, oh, we're not, we're DJ not Smith that? was right. the penalty kill guy. Yeah. DJ Smith insisted on having Hainsey and Zaitsev out there. The PK looks good with Axel. Might have been right. a good right. option as a head coach. Oh, come on, <laughs> man. Like His, no, they, they like, like him. Steve That's not good enough. Sorry, <laughs> man. That's not good enough. No, 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 no. That's not good enough. That's not be. good enough. Everyone's telling me how good this team is on paper, and all they need is a motivator. Fine, so. but we might be wrong about that. We might be wrong I'm about how good so how too. good they are on paper. We might have overvalued their skill. Here, one that might one be thing a thing from uh, Andrew Berkshire: two point nine two power plays per team per game last year, the lowest since they started recording it in nineteen sixty three. Wow! Do not rely on our power play is our retaliation. It's simply not. You will be let down. Abandon that plan. So the solution to that, though. If you are going to go down that road, cannot be go and get another Frazier McLaren. No. And this is this is the problem. And I, I so you've got two sides here, two competing sides. You've got one side that's like just outscore them. You got the other <laughs> side that's like, well, we need a little. We we need we go need get a tough guy. three three tough guys who go out there and just rock them, sock them robots. Sure. And that's not going to work either. What you need are guys like a Brandon Gallagher who gets in front of the net, yeah. who's a pain in the ass, who occasionally punches people in the face. Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman, yeah, that'd be I'm great. Dying for him to come. Um, back. It would be great to have, if you could again, a guy like Leo Komarov. Not Leo currently, but if you can find the guy with that pissy little attitude that drives people nuts, that's like Brad Marchand is the perfect example of a guy who's tough, but scores a pile of points. You can find both. Mm-hmm. It's you got to draft for skill first, but if we need we need some of that, and I agree. Was it a bad decision to trade Nazem Kadri? No. No, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Man. I don't think so. Isn't he that guy that you just described? No, he's the guy that that blew it for them twice in two years. I think he's he's he. I'm sorry, with Nas for me. Shame on me, you fooled me once. Sorry, shame on you, you fooled me once. Shame on me, you fooled me twice. Yeah. As in, Dude, he, he ruined two playoffs. He had his chance. Like, that right. was it. That was it. And I, also, I can't put it any more bluntly. He ruined two playoffs. Let's not I love him with all my heart, but he ruined two. He wasn't series. great last year either. He was no. okay. No. And he wasn't he wasn't doing the things last year that made him success. Remember when they were like, remember we were flirting with Kadri for Selkie, that sort of sh- like we were joking about that? Not a chance in hell, by the way. You were joking. <laughs> but <laughs> I wasn't. But Someone was serious. Yeah, I was when, a little when, bit serious. When Kadri really committed, and there was that one game in, against Edmonton, and forgive me, Oilers fans, for bringing this up, but there shut was that down one McDavid. game. Yeah, we shut down McDavid. That was that one game, and everybody was Which like, he he didn't. Like by the numbers, absolutely not. But, but he scored the overtime winner. Yes. And people are like, Nazem Kadri's arrived, and this is the guy he is. The things that made him great in games like that, he mm-hmm. stopped doing last year. Oh, yeah. And then he well, and then he did what he did in the playoffs. I don't think trading Nazem Kadri was the problem. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have somebody who, and, and this is going to sound, again, against what we've always talked about, which is what the numbers say, which is, by the way, the Leafs are in third in the division. Yeah. They're behind Boston. They got more points than Tampa. They got, they're got they tied with Pittsburgh and the Islanders. <laughs> um, I mean, like, this is not bad. This is not a, a terribly bad start. However, I will say this, the Leafs have played 13 games. Boston's played 10. The Leafs are still two points behind them. That's a problem. But they're in the exact same position as last season. Bingo. If, if it ended right now, same series, same thing. I think the problem is that's not good enough. 
No. And they do need someone who's that emotional, physical presence up front. Maybe it's Zach Hyman. But Chris Johnson said this week, apparently on uh, account account for hockey is another great follow. You should you should. Uh, Twenty games in, there will be some sort of personnel change if this doesn't doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kyle Dubas is. Um, he's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. I think he can see what's going on. And mm-hmm. I also think he um, grew up watching the same hockey we did. Sure. I think that you you go into the season and you go, okay, well you got Dermot out, which is why we got to throw CC in that in that role because we don't want to have you want you want a candidate for a fight, Cody CC. You're not doing anything else. <laughs> he doesn't fight. I don't does give he? a shit. Someone's got to. Well, so what's the fight and then, and then embarrass so himself? So get out there and fight. <laughs> yeah, if Cody Cece turned into our tough guy, I wouldn't hate that. Like, someone's he, got to and you're bad. And he's Share less Cece. time, less time on the town. ice, you know? <laughs> someone's got to and you're bad. Throw a punch. Yeah. He, he, he got embarrassed a couple of times with Montreal. Bre- against Brendan Gallagher. Against Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah. The one play where he was in front and he did a little spin on him. And I was Embarrassing. Like, Come on. Embarrassing. Oh, it's yeah. bad. There's guys in junior who could have done the same move. Yeah. Like, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever Cody, confidence Cody Cece had coming out of uh, preseason, he's lost. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think, I got to be honest with you, and this is so funny because, you know, Matt, Manny had the, uh, is Cody Cece actually good bingo? Uh, and we're all on it, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't see I don't see anything beyond a, a number seven defenseman there. He's not better than Nikita Zaitsev. Good God. I wanted, I was like, all we need is 5% better than Zaitsev, and no. we do not have that. No, you have worse than Zaitsev. The, I understand the purpose of the trade. He's worse than Zaitsev. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that in mind. They lost more from their roster in the CC trade than they did from the Muzzin trade. Yeah. Yeah, Because they got rid of Connor Brown, too. Um, with with a guy like Cody and with, with Travis Dermott potentially coming back this week because he's now officially able to be activated along with Zach Hyman, mm-hmm. you know, the the face of this team could change a little bit. You could have as soon as Tavares is back, because Tavares is out too. Um, you get that Tavares um, Hyman Marner line back together, and things start to click, and then you know you're good. But w- one thing I do want to talk about, and I, I was concerned about this. I was thinking about it in the shower because that's where I think about everything. Hmm. When I when I hear that a guy makes double digits in the NHL, I expect that guy to look like. They make double digits in the NHL every night. Has Mitch Marner on any night this year looked like a double digits NHL player? And, and I say that in direct contrast to myself 20 days ago when they signed the contract. And I said, well, as long as he continues playing like he did, it's not a bad deal. But the problem with it is that when times, it's not when times are good. It's when times are not good yeah. that we need guys like him to step up. And I'll get to Matthews in a second, but let's start with Marner. The city's still mad at him. The, the fan base is still mad at him. But is you he can, playing He's well. leading the team yeah. in scoring. That doesn't matter, no though. No one gives is a shit. Is he driving play? I know. He's leading the team in scoring, and no one cares because he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't look But dumb. he's not driving I wouldn't play. Say he, I wouldn't say he, I thought he was good against Montreal. But, yeah, like, you're getting paid... Like wrath of God, money. You every should scare time people. you step on the ice, you're the best player. And every time Matthew steps on the ice, he's the best player. Those two step on the ice at the same time. The other team should be shitting themselves, and they're just not. Well, I'm gonna like, run... I, like it's okay though because like a, a two million dollar left winger and a guy on the third year of EL, uh, of his ELC are coming back. 
Guys, like, when you get a chest infection... Don't disrespect them. No, no, I'm not going to disrespect them. But, like, that's right. the glue that's holding the well, $11 Tavares million dollar too. Sure. Tavares, too. Yeah, Tavares, too. They, they look the same. Adam, when you have a chest infection, what do you take? Cough syrup, for sure, so that you can extend that chest infection for a month by feeling slightly better and just hacking your brains out while the issue is not addressed. So you're saying this they at least need an antibiotic. antibiotics. What's the antibiotic? I think we've talked about it already. So you've got Matthews in the past five games, all of them without Tavares, and this is from Jonas Siegel of The Athletic. Here are his possession numbers, guys. Oh. Last night, 44% versus Montreal, 65% versus San Jose the night before, 42 second half of back-to-back against Boston earlier this week, 62 against... Columbus and 43% against Boston before that a couple about a week and a half ago. They just keep Not great. getting their friggin' lunch fed to them on the second half of a back-to-back. And they keep doing the same shit. Get a clue. Get an actual clue. You lose every one of them. Hutchison has actually given them a fighting chance. Especially last night. Last night. Yeah, yeah, last night was not on him. No. no. I would no. say the Boston game, he was weak. But I would say, but but Montreal, uh, I was impressed. Yeah, That's... they had one good period, and that was the second, and the first and the third were just shots fired on Hutchison nonstop. That's it. You can yeah. also tell, by the way, on their second half of their back to backs. I think they were weren't they tight with Boston until the third period on Tuesday. I can't even remember now. They're exhausted. Yeah, they but, run but, out of ammo. But by the by the third period, it was two two going into the third last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now it's and then it's like I'm looking at it like I'm sort of watching out the corner of my eye at dinner, and I had it on my phone. Uh, and I, I was, I'm like, how is it? I'm like, it's three, two. Okay. Well, how is it four, two? Like, like, how does that happen? And they just don't have, they don't have the legs. I wonder too, you know, if, but they should have the legs. They should have a bunch of 21 year olds. Well, I've always said about that. Okay. Yes. They're 21 year old professional athletes going up against rested professional athletes. Sure. San Jose look like shit. San Jose doesn't stink, although the record's pretty bad. San Jose looked like shit. They were on the second half of a back-to-back on the road. Mm-hmm. It affects them. I don't. They think... play too many goddamn games. If yeah. there's a back-to-back, I think it's weird that any team has to travel on the second half of a back-to-back. The Leafs have ten before New Year's Eve. That's a lot. What did they do to deserve? Well, this? maybe we'll be happy about that come come uh, March when they haven't had as rough yeah, of a schedule. Yeah, it's going to be like I think it's like four in the second half of this, the season. This is what so, they're, they're going to clean play up four times in twenty twenty. Right? No, and that seriously <laughs> might be it. That might be it. This is what I said today. I'm turning over the hourglass. You have one month to impress me. You you've made all these excuses. You have one month. They have three back-to-backs in November, but one of them doesn't count because it's a home-and-home against the Sabres, so you're playing against a team that is equally as tired as you. Mm -hmm. You have one month. You're getting Hyman back, you're getting Dermot back, you're getting Tavares back. You have one month. Okay, Friday to Saturday, you're going Toronto to Montreal, no customs, Mm -hmm. hour in the air. Mm -hmm. Are we sure it should have affected them that much? No. They should have gone the next morning and just skipped the morning skate. Yeah, why do they do that? Why do they do a morning skate in Montreal? (laughs) I don't get that. Good question. Well, it's what we do. Well, it's what we do. Like, I don't don't know if it was him, but like this, like that's where Tavares has to step in and be like, "Yo, Mike, chill out, man." Mm -hmm. One thing in my criticisms of Mike Babcock, I hope I'm not putting anything on him that should be going above his head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what decision, but like that, isn't that a no-brainer? Yeah. Isn't that a no-brainer? Should be. You won the night before. You played freaking great. You traveled. You should be traveling the next day, sleep in your own bed, 
It's my, and like you said, it's Montreal. Could drive there and still be there in time for lunch. Just get put them like, on the train. Put them on the Via. It's great. Seriously, seriously, yeah, they via would to never Montreal, do that. Mm-hmm. The Via like, to Montreal is awesome. It's nice. We've done it together as friends. We're the three best friends. <laughs> and I was so goddamn sick. <laughs> no, yeah. Fun fact: for my own bachelor party, I was so unbelievably sick that uh, you thank, went to sleep. We, I, I went to sleep at my own bachelor party. However, on the train ride there, and I get full credit to uh, my buddy Matt. He he had um, he had those big um, soda stream containers, and they had lemon, vodka, and soda water in them, which is exactly what you need when you're sick. It turns out, <laughs> just cleared me out, cleared my throat right out. It was great. Uh, not recommended. Not uh, no doctors recommend that. By the way, uh, that was just me. Adam literally like was in bed when we were about to go out, and I elbow dropped him like Macho Man Randy. Yeah, there's and I was no like, chance you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we went. You only get one of these assholes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then we went out in Montreal and ran to uh, a couple Canadians. Yeah, oh, yeah we remember that? Brandon Gallagher. Oh. No, was it Gallagher or? Are we allowed to well, say? Yeah, well, I mean, we okay. can now. It was Gallagher. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was. Wasn't <laughs> By the he way, literally he literally was... just sat there with like a drink in his hand on his phone, yeah. and he was allowed to have a drink in his hand because the Canadians won ten to one that night. Oh, that was a great yeah. game. That was so much fun. And they fun. kept playing every time. What is the song they play? The, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, uh, the song they always—I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but I it's, forget it. Man, Montreal's such a. Did you see the crowd shots from last night too? No. In Montreal, like people dressed up and and that sort of thing, like they just have so Mont- much fun. The Bell oh, Center is a great time it's a party. Yeah, it was just like that. Mont- Montreal and Nashville are the two best arenas seen hockey in. You know what, man? Like even though it's torture, Boston's pretty good. Boston was Boston fucking was fun. Crazy. Yeah. Boston is that really was, good, dude. We lost six nothing and I had a ball. In the playoffs, oh, it, the fans, especially the fans in Boston, I think are what make it. Yeah, yeah. The, everybody in the they're, crowd there knows it, they're hockey and they're just having a good time. The lunatics. We yeah. had <laughs> uh, we had a good time there before they replaced all those seats, and now you have to be fifty pounds before you can actually fit into them. Though, did you see that? Yes, we talked about it on the show. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, all right. Holy um, Pittsburgh, the atmosphere in Pittsburgh, I like related to because it was it was during the Stanley Cup final, and like they were raucous and everything, but like it, you could tell. Like, in, you go into Boston, they have this, like, Greek warrior friggin', we're winning this thing in Pittsburgh. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, they, like, you could tell they were all terrified. Pennsylvanians are very, they have a lot a lot of similarities to Canadians in their in their temperament oh, and manners. Careful. Phillies in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Parts of Pennsylvania. Get Pittsburgh. out of here, asshole. <laughs> you enough. drive a few hours up the road. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Maybe Pennsylvania is both half of the it's both halves of the human body. It's it's like Pittsburgh's nice and kind, and we're really you know lots of success and winning. And then Philly's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. It's it's like <laughs> calling Edmonton and Calgary the same. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not <laughs> like, even close. No, but there's like, but you know what I mean? When you go to Pennsylvania's are very nice. They're very nice, and they're, they're known hospitable. for that. Yes, I found. Yeah. Um, except for Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, I, piece of shit. Did you I, wait, see? No, that's your beef. I've did got, you see? They brought out. Speaking of uh, crazy fan bases, they brought out Mitch Trubisky, who's the <laughs> Chicago Bears quarterback. Okay. They brought him out at a Blackhawks game, and he was. And the, no, no, they brought out a young fan wearing a Mitch Trubisky jersey, and they booed him. <laughs> <laughs> Blackhawks fans are nuts. <laughs> it was. It was the kid wearing the jersey, and he got booed. <laughs> That's in Chicago. Oh, wow. I just haven't been. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go to the United Center. Oh, me too. Yeah. I want to visit everyone. Oh. Except for the Florida Panthers. <laughs> Adam's seen a game there. I've never seen a Panthers game. No, we've seen Tampa. Uh, Tampa. Oh, Tampa. Never, yes. yeah. never the Panthers. Because uh, we'll I'd love never to see do the Panthers, that. though. No. We'll but be the only people in the arena. The only place I've been where, like, 
Yeah. The energy <laughs> was like a little bit off. Well, two places. Buffalo, because they, they don't... Sabres fans do not embrace the rivalry at all. They hate it. Yeah. No, they, and they don't want... The building is 75% Leaf fans, mm-hmm. and they're not stoked about it at all. I haven't been to a Leafs game in Ottawa, so I don't know what that's like, but like the Sabres fans don't embrace it. I think it. You, need, you need to go to the Leafs fans, uh, or at Leafs game in Ottawa, when Ottawa is in a better spot than they are now. Like you, Maybe. Like, you wouldn't even get an accurate well, reading now. Ottawa plays them... Like every yeah, year but Stanley Cup all, anyway. all the shit that Eugene has started, I think that 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 I don't think that you'd get a that's not an accurate reading. But maybe if mm. you went five years ago, it would have been a different feeling, right? Fair enough. Um, I've seen a game in Ottawa. I just wasn't I think, a Leaf game. <laughs> I think um, I had a friend go to Buffalo and uh, and see another team, and uh, it was just another team playing the Sabers, mm. and I forget who it was, but I'm they sure said. It's great. They asked about Toronto fans there, and I think, unfortunately, what happens... Yeah, they do, because it's the hooligan Toronto fans. It's like the hooligan Yankee fans that come up to Toronto for the for the Blue Jays. And no, no, I'm not kidding. It, no, it really is like starting fights yeah. in the parking lot. And, the, and now, Buffalo. Spade a spade here. Bill's Mafia... You know, like, well, I mean, let's let's not. They're the yeah. Mount Rushmore of crazy fan bases. Right. It's Bill's Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. They're so, number one. So, that, so that, I think there are fa- <laughs> Buffalo fans who think Toronto fans have no class. However, there is a reason that people have been rowdy in Buffalo for a long time. Yes. Uh, and that is because Buff- Buffalonians are, are also rowdy. Since we're in this territory, uh, Brian Burke always talks about um, he always had to hire extra security when he was uh, GM of the Canucks for when the Leafs played in town because there was always fights. And his takeaway from that was, oh, it's the Leafs fans. Not the fact that a lot of people from out west hate everything to do with Toronto. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is it takes two to tango. Well, I doubt Leaf fans are walking in there like... Right then! <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right then, he wants a little bit of fish to go snap late. Now, there's, that accent there is some of that. Yeah. However, Van- I'm sure. Vancouver I'm sure. also has its own reputation for things. Yeah. So. <laughs> when they lose Stanley Cup Things finals. didn't go that well. they're not totally stoked about <laughs> Right, yeah. They don't like it when you bring it up, and yeah. that's fair. I wouldn't like yeah. that either. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm... I'm at once terrified and excited about when the Leafs actually do make the finals one day because if they don't win, mm-hmm. that is going to be oh, it's going to be shit. that is going to be like I anything anything we've seen in Vancouver. I'm a little bit concerned. Although Torontonians are a little bit quieter, Montreal they they rioted after Metallica Metallica and Guns N' Roses were on tour together. And Metallica was out first, which was, in retrospect, a terrible idea because they're a far better live act than Guns mm, N' Roses. Yes. And uh, James Hetfield got uh, burned by one of the uh, flames that came up through the stage. Like, oh, no. really burned. Like, you know how hot those things are when you're in the audience? Imagine oh, yeah. you're standing right beside and you got burned. So you got, you know, third-degree burns or whatever all over his arm, and they, they couldn't finish the set, and they had to get off stage. And then Axl Rose came out. I think they played, like, three or four songs. And then, because he was a, a gigantic asshole on a ton of drugs, uh, said, <laughs> fuck off, and they left the stage, too. So everybody left and just started fighting each other. So there was a riot after a poorly executed Metallica Guns N' Roses concert in Montreal. (laughs) Every fan base has it, right? I've always said this, but the the gold medal game in Vancouver, I just remember leaving. And this is pre-2011 riot. Yeah. I just remember looking around and going, oh, my God, this could go sideways so quickly. I didn't see a single thing. No. Not a single thing. So. Back Sorry, to the other arena was Edmonton, but they were just sad because they sucked at the time. Right. 
Yeah. This was like 2012. Well, and, and when it comes to arena passion, uh, I want to bring it back to something I mentioned earlier and something I noticed during the Tampa Bay game when we were there. Now, we were there for a 7-3 shit-kicking. It sucked. Oh. Um, Not us. We as in... Well, we were at the Tampa Bay game. No, in, in, it was 7-3. Oh, you mean, that, I thought you were referring to like when in I went Tampa, to Tampa Bay. Yeah, sorry. No, I, I, I should have oh, cleared that up. Okay. No, yeah, no I, when I we went to the Crown okay. Royal seats. Yes. And by yes. the way, uh, congratulations. One of our uh, one of our listeners won the Crown Royal seats to the Boston game, which nice. was awesome. Um, and I believe that was the one the least beat Boston, which was great. Hey, yes, um, the overtime winner that seems ages ago. Uh, it does seem like it does. It's, it's almost like we've forgotten it's happened. Oh, my God. Um, They'll never beat Boston. They literally just beat Boston. Yeah. They've beaten Boston six times in the playoffs in the last few years. Just not eight times. It's not four in one year. But the point I'm I'm trying to make here is I'm I'm noticing a very – like I've always been a defender of what the Air Canada Centre, now Scotiabank Arena, could be with fan support. You could see it with the Raptors. You could see it with the Leafs when the Leafs were good. The Jays. I'm talking about Scotiabank Arena. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about fans in the city. TFC. Right? TFC, TFC, you're right. No, yeah. just... I'm, <laughs> Marley's. Wolfpack. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, the horse show. <laughs> Woodbine Racing. The, yep. Royal, the Royal Canadian... What is it? The Royal Canadian Winter Fair or something? Yeah, like that. whatever yeah. that thing they is. They shut down the Marley's for like a month. Yeah. Like a, the boat they show. gotta go on a road trip. The boat yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. They, where they flood so, Rico. Yeah. Sorry, professional hockey team. We gotta like fill the building with sand. What about the car show? Show. Oh, those fans! Whoa. Crazy, wow. crazy. They go nuts. Lots of car show guys like to, they like to go and they like to take pictures with the car show models who unfortunately have to take Oof. pictures with them. And they like to post those on Facebook. Oh, Adam! Every, and then, every stupid guy I know goes to the car show, yeah. takes pictures with those girls, and they're like, "Yeah, check me out with these girls." And I'm like, "Oh man, this is so embarrassing! Like, why does it have to be like they, this?" They post that picture right after they post their up the camera selfie. Where's just their chin and they're like this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're getting really specific. Goatee sunglasses. <laughs> goatee sunglasses. Like, okay. Own an ATV. My, my dad is a lot of goatee sunglasses. <laughs> thought Brendan Dillon laid a laid a clean hit. My dad. A lot of goatee sunglasses. My dad's the only person I know who goes to car shows and takes pictures of the actual cars. That's all he does. He just what takes pictures. I know he's no, weird. crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> what a loser. I know loser. Oh, <laughs> cuck is oh, what I am. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Wonder who he voted. Yeah, right. Uh, no, but the the uh, the point I'm trying to make here is what mm-hmm. we saw at that Tampa game, and what I've noticed ever since is it's like the air has been sucked out of the Scotiabank Arena, even by its quiet standards. Now, oh. are we quieter based on uh, 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 fan support than like inside inside the arena than other arenas? Absolutely. Yes. There's no question. Yes. But if you want to see the wild and crazy fans, sh- show them the camera outside where there's another another 20,000 people. Right? Like, there are... The hooligans yeah. are there. The crazy fans are there. It's just yep. not every... The price of a ticket in Toronto is so expensive, and they're so you hard to find. Them. Even if you have the money, you can't buy them. They're mm-hmm. they're not there. They don't they don't exist. Adam, so I have a wild idea. So here's the thing. Sure. Let me finish this sure, point. Sure, sure. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned, not necessarily about home ice advantage, because I think home ice advantage is more. You got to wake up in your own house and sleep in your own bed. It's not. Re- yeah, the Strategy, fans get excited, but I don't know. Last change. Yeah, I think it's yeah last change stuff like that. Last change that you used to send out your second line in overtime. The San Jose game should, to me, be a real wake-up call. Uh They won the game. Look into the camera. They They won the game. Dead. And the arena was dead. And that's that's scary. That is scary. I'm terrified of that. 
And it seems like what you're feeling, the frustration you're feeling, the frustration we're feeling, the frustration everybody who's listening to the show and commenting on the videos are, are feeling is 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 echoed in the arena. Something's up. And we're, even when they do win, it feels like there's not a reason to cheer. And I'm wondering, are our standards just too high now? They, they is this how it is in other markets when teams struggle? Like, do Bruins fans get on their team like this? Yeah, probably. Here, I, I, but I, they I, boo them, at least. They I'm make noise. Here, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Sorry. Score the first goal once. Steve. Holy shit. They have. Three times. In three times games. out of 13! <laughs> yeah, 10 of 13. Yeah. Score the first goal once! But they start on time. There are people the claiming that they start on time. And there are stats shut to say well, they start what are, on time. What are Just those stats? Up. Well, there's pace of play stuff. Like, Arvin oh, okay. did a, a really good piece, and he broke it all down. And I understand where I he's going with that. that. He's not... He's not wrong in that they might be dominating play, but if you let in the first goal every time, right. it's still not successful. The because thing that matters is how you win the game is you score more goals than the other team. Yeah. And I think if you're not scoring the first goal, then that's you're not starting on time. Like the one, I think it's that simple, right? The one thing they're leaving out of it is there are games. By the way, where... that article is for the Pension Plan Puppets for anyone that wants to look oh, it up. A V R I on uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah. Is that, I got that right? I think right? so. Um, I'm gonna check that. That was a. It's good. It's the good. San read. Jose was a great example of why a, that's ARVI. Weird. Excuse me, ARVI. ARVI. The San Jose game was a great example of why that's weird because the Leafs, I thought, did control the play mm-hmm. through the first five, ten minutes of the game. The problem is the fu- the 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 five or ten percent that they're not controlling. They pick one or two plays in particular where they just and just fill their pants to the belt. Like, it's, yep. and I can't, for the life of me, explain it away. But they, the, the frustrating thing with this team is there are so many nights and so many stretches where they do genuinely look like a dominant team and the better team, and they still find a way to come out of it losing. You can just point at PDO. Like, you can say it's lazy to point to, well, they get scored on first 10 or 13 times. I say it's equally as lazy to just point at PDO and go, well, there it is, and it's going to regress. Why do you say that? Because, dude, I'm, I'm okay, I'm not about to watch the games this, but I am about to watch the games this. You can't PDO explain away brain farts. You can't PDO explain away shit that they do all the time. Like, it's not, PDO is not going to make Cody Cece better at what he does. It's, it's not going to make the team tougher in front. It's not going to make them better at clearing rebounds. It's not going to make them take fewer penalties. Mm-hmm. Like, th- these are all recurring issues with this team. You know what, man? He's really looked good in stretches. Um, and I've been critical of Mike Babcock. But if Mike Babcock locked Alex Kerfoot in a bathroom stall for the next game, I would have nothing to say about it. If he Honestly, if he healthy scratched him. Really? Yes. I Why? He had a, He's been like good a with Kapanen. That's great. Stay decent out of the fucking stress. box. Stay oh. out of the... How many penalties does this f- guy have? How many penalties does this guy Perfect. have? Yeah. Yes. And they're not good penalties. They're the... They're the hooking, slashing type. I know he what you're saying. He hits Domi a little harder. He's got 12 penalty minutes, so six penalties? I would be curious to know what the game log is. Like, how many of them have been in consecutive games? Because it feels like every game he's taking something. I know. Okay, he, I, can, he, I, got it, I got it. I got it. We're talking suspension. Last five games, Montreal 2, 
Nothing against San Jose, nothing against Boston, one against Columbus, nothing against Boston. Yeah, I think this is... I'm stunned. I think this is an in-your-brain thing. That one's stunning. Okay, that one's one where you look at the stats and you go, okay, I'm wrong He got that. penalties against Ottawa in the first game, Montreal the third game. Two penalties against Minnesota, which is probably a frustrating... It was, a, yeah, not yeah. a great game. Um, and then the other two were the ones I mentioned, Columbus and Montreal. However, it's part many. of a team-wide issue of hook slash. Yeah, like they they do have an issue with, and the reason that the, these these issues occur, and anybody who watches hockey with any regularly re- regularity can tell you this: when you are out of body position, you will take penalties with hooking and slashing yes. and tripping. Yes. you will always do that. And I mean, we saw that if 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 um who scored in the uh, who scored in the breakaway last night with Muzzin trailing? Oh my God! In well, you're asking me to pick between three breakaways. I don't remember Druin. Druin? And so if he doesn't score there, and I think it was Druin, uh, Muzzin gets a penalty because yeah. he's hooking him. And you can't, you can't have their body positioning. It sucks. And you know what? The first guy who needs to improve that is Austin fucking Matthews, yeah, man. man. That guy needs to like. There is, there are such, there are opportunities where, and you can see it, and they show it on the replay on TV. The announcers know it. The advanced stats guys know it. The reporters know it. The coaches know it. Austin knows it. What is it gonna take? For him and Mitch Marner to have a positive effect defensively. That's where what I get is it going to take? So they're going to regress to being better defensive players. Is that what I'm to understand? No, I think that they like got they're going to regress to having better body position. I think they, they don't gotta, know how to do it. I think they got to they got to put them out there and put them in those positions. Or it could just do the same shit I've been doing for four years. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I'm very obviously. It seems done like when that. when Marner and Matthews don't have the puck, they kind of lose focus a little. Yeah, like when they're they don't have the opportunity to go play and have fun. Marner a little bit reminds me of sort of what Gus Katsaros talked about years ago with Nikolai Kuhleman, where when he doesn't have the puck, he tries so hard. There's one you cannot accuse Mitch Marner of being lazy. No, mm-hmm. he's not. no, no. no. That he's always back. Balls to the wall. Right. He's always back, but like it's not it's not effective. necessarily it yeah, it's not um he's not using his energy effectively all the time. He's just using energy. He's just just going. <laughs> he's just going and this oh the puck's this way and I'm going. Yeah. And now I got the puck and I'm going. Except I'm exhausted now. But they just uh, he, he intercepts passes in the butterfly position. Like, yes, he, right. that, that guy is extra and it's yeah. great sometimes, but I don't always know if it's the best. It just need they just feel, I feel like they just need to like focus on the play a little more and just play a little smarter on the defensive end. Like but. I'd like Matthews to know how big he is. Right. And like and there's a couple guys going back to the earlier conversation, like you know, Crosby sticks up for himself, Malcolm sticks up for himself. I'm not looking for Austin Matthews, who has a concussion history, and who knows, might have gotten another one against Brendan Dillon. I'm not looking for him to be starting fights. I'm not looking for Andreas Janssen, who has a history of concussions, to go out there and start fights. I am looking for something. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. We're not looking for face punching. It's a well, maybe a, maybe a little I face am. punching, but it doesn't have to be just that. You punch gotta a guy conti- in the face. Okay, punch a guy in the face. Punch a guy in the face. It's hockey. It's legal. There are no laws. Is that going to help take them, advantage of them? Do you think that's going to help them score a goal? I don't care. At, at this you point, should. do it to make me feel better. If you're going to lose, <laughs> do it for Steve. Punch someone in the head. Do it for Steve. Hashtag that's do it for Steve. I get it. I that's get not it. how the Leafs should be playing hockey, to make you happy. <laughs> well, should they be playing like how, like how they did last night? No, they should be playing to win. I think the... I think... I get that... I'm up in the middle between the two of you. Stick I, up for yourself I think there. I think every once in a while, you do need to... Uh, you do need to go, hey, wait a second. Not... 
no, you're not going to do that. But I also think if you overcommit to that, then you're fucked like they were a couple right. years ago, right? So mm. you don't, that's the thing, is that like there is, there is a common ground there, but maybe there is a personal change in the future where you find it, like, remember Wayne Simmons, what he was like in his prime? Before mm-hmm. all the injuries, and Wayne's... he's still he's still a bad man. Yes, he is, but mm-hmm. he was a bad man, and he would score twenty five goals and get thirty assists and scare the shit out of teams. Yeah, and guys like that, going back to that, that's that's what we need. Now, I want to I want to switch gears for a second here, move on to something that uh, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said in Regina on Friday about potential changes to the current playoff format. He got some laughs because he said we think the format we has we have has been working extraordinarily well. Unless you're a Leafs fan. Right. Now, is he wrong? Yeah. You think he's wrong? I've never seen... Like, does the MLB give this little of a fuck about the Yankees? I think the MLB does what the Yankees want. (laughs) I don't think... I think when you talk about Yankees in Boston, I mean, they're they're the biggest generators, right? Uh It's open contempt from all levels of management throughout the league. They hate this team and city and the money that it makes it. Are we sure that's true? Yes. Or that, or he just uses, oh, I'm in Western Canada and I'm going to take a shot. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's a lawyer. Yeah. However, in what other, Steve makes a good point though, in what other league, and Alan Walsh actually tweeted and then deleted this, in what other league? Oh, did he? What did he In what other league? No, no, he's right. Yeah, man, I think honestly. Yeah, I haven't uh, even heard what he said. Okay, what is he? In what (laughs) other league does a commissioner openly tease and make fun of his best revenue generating team. Have you ever seen Adam Silver come out and say fuck the Lakers and fuck Should've the Knicks? Should have never deleted it. Should have never deleted have, it. Have you, you ever Alan. Now I'm 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 uh I'm I'm uh paraphrasing what Alan Walsh but he said basically openly kind of like it, it, well, and, in in the MLB, you never see it with New York. In in the NFL, you don't see Roger Goodell coming out and saying anything about any teams. And like like imagine Roger Goodell made well, a, a a snide remark about the Cowboys. Yeah, you know he, what I mean. Or he the, did or, have his open thing with the with, with the, the Patriots, Patriots while it being in bed with them simultaneously. Yeah, the, the so, MLB is weird. The point the point here is, it's fun to burn the Leafs. I get it. If you're outside of Toronto, you're not a Toronto fan, the you're listening to the show. Again. It's great. 100%. It's good shit. It's, it's, good shit. And you know what? Some of that's earned. Oh, yeah. The Leafs were oh, awful for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50. 50 years. Awful. Awful. Mostly awful. They were the butt of the joke. But this is the biggest problem, I think, Brennan Shanahan has as the president now. Mm-hmm. The team that he's assembled on paper, even though they haven't put it together on the ice yet, so let's forget about that for a second, has what it takes. They have enough talent, they can do some damage. I think we're agreed on that. It, when they're playing at their best, they're a dominant NHL mm-hmm. team. So he doesn't have and, to worry. And asterisk on that, they never play their best. Fair. But we're not worried about that right now. We're not focusing on sure. that. Kyle Dubas is a good general manager. Uh, he's done some great things. He's done some things that are questionable. But show me a general manager that hasn't. Okay? So he doesn't have to worry about that. Brennan Shanahan's next war, his next goal to meet, and I think Brennan Shanahan knows that, is to go up against the office that he left knowing that they were incompetent and knowing that they were in trouble. The- when you look at just the... Take the concussion emails that Bob McKenzie, and who's the guy that's got you blocked from TSN that's like Rick uh, Westhead? Oh, Westhead? Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> you blocked it. I have no idea why. Is that but still Rick, a thing? Rick does a, uh, investi- a lot of investigative reporting, especially about the concussion <laughs> stuff. And when Rick came out with all those emails and you got to actually read how, uh, how head office 
talks about thinks about concussions. It's not hard to extrapolate they don't that think they think in, 20, of, in 2019. A hundred percent. And and this is this is the thing that I think Brendan Shanahan now has to do. How is it that the highest revenue generating team in one of the most popular months of the NHL season, which is the first one? I mean, the first ones, everybody's rearing to go, mm -hmm. right? November, December, January, February. You know, there are dips and stuff. Holidays happen. You know, the fact that you know, kids have hockey, whatever. But the first couple games are like big, big shit, right? Until the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Leafs have one of the toughest NHL schedules in one of the most popular months is a joke. And, and beyond that, the commissioner's out there making jokes about it. And I don't think, and then making jokes about the fact that the Leafs are not making the, the, the second round of the league, which is objectively bad for the league. The salary cap, I hate to tell you this, and you're not going to like this if you're not a Toronto fan, but this is, not, this is not a Toronto slant. This is truth. The Leafs make the finals, the cap goes up. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is mathematics. How about this? They helped a brand new team. They helped an expansion team that somehow found itself in a catastrophic cap crunch. They <laughs> Two years into the league, they helped a team out of a, an enormous cap crunch. The Leafs are paying like $115 million or something salary, like that. In salary, actual salary. The league's goddamn piggy bank. So they're, they're mad about the front-loaded deals. Is that what the NHL is? 100%. They're mad so, about the front-loaded deals, and I wonder who Bettman cheered for growing up. Rangers, I would think, wouldn't he? Islanders. Oh, uh, really? Was he an yep. Isles fan? Yep. So beyond all that, I think Brandon Shanahan's next job is to say, okay, now, he can't really call Gary Bettman because Gary Bettman's going to laugh him out of the room with Bill Daly. But, but Brendan Shanahan's next job is to reinstitute this team as one of the leaders in this league. You know, no more high fives with Jeremy Jacobs, uh, you know, with, you know, Bettman and Jacobs. I know they're buddies. I know that they go way back. I get that. Mm -hmm. This whole buddy club, this is the team that is basically, I mean, besides the Rangers, I guess though the Rangers are the higher valued team because they're American. And they're in New York. I don't know. One and two. Mm -hmm. No oh, one generates up. more money than the Leafs, and it's a and it's a Canadian dollar team. Or spends it. Or spends it. Time for a little bit of respect. No, I think it's time for them to be exhausted on the second half of a back to back uh, nationally, uh, six times before New Year's Eve. And if you are, yeah, I know. And if it's you are, if you're the fan of a smaller market team, you're probably going, yeah, these guys sound like arrogant jerks. Think about it in our perspective. Think about it from a from uh, a major market perspective. I hope you enjoy your hockey team. This is that your you still have. You're welcome. This is your team that is that spends the most money, that does the most for the league, and the league just goes fly throws up a finger in your face and goes, Yeah, well, too bad. Also, I think Batman has a point. The the NHL playoff format does work because it creates great matchups early. And as you see with the MLB. Just hold on a second. Calgary, Colorado sucked. Okay. That's one example. Toronto Columbus, Tampa was a great story because of how much it sucked. Toronto, Boston did not suck. But the, the thing was, the NHL playoffs were great even before this playoff format. To say that the NHL didn't have the best playoff format before this was a lie. Everybody said it. Everybody knew it. There were great matchups before this. And, mm -hmm. by the way, in the 1-8-2-6 or whatever, the Leafs would have got Pittsburgh and the Islanders. At least we would have got Pittsburgh coming yep. off back-to-back -back cups and then the Islanders last year. If anything, it would have been better having them go against John Tavares's ex-team. That would have been amazing. Oh That's God. better than Boston. Oh, my totally. God. It's a totally. thousand times so better. So, yeah. I guess my point in and all this... And if the Islanders beat them. If oh, seriously, yeah. it's better. If they're... <laughs> 
you, I think that you can't lose on the way the NHL format works just because of the way the game lends well, itself to the playoffs. Well, you can lose when a better team is not being rewarded for having a good regular season. Yeah. I, f- I feel yeah. like if you're a top three team in the conference and you're playing on the road in the first round of the playoffs, that doesn't make sense just from a logical standpoint because then what's the point of playing 82 games and playing well in them? Fair. Fair. I, I think that the NHL loses, though, when their commissioner comes out and and uh, throws a middle finger up at the piggy bank. Oh, yeah. I was Sorry. joking. That's, oh, I was joking. No, that's... The Just thing like is, Brad Marchand with the refs. I was joking. He's got, lick, jokes. He's got jokes for that. That's licking Leo Komarov. Kurt, Kerfoot's got to work on his material. Just, you know, become a friend. So that's... Just, we're all friendly That's here. Brendan Shanahan's next, next thing. Is how about a little bit of respect here, Gary? Yeah. And I and I mean that. And that's not... If, if, if you things... You should friggin' lay some up. Well, uh, yeah, I would love to have Brendan Shannon. He was a son of a Might bitch to play someone. against. <laughs> Might hit someone. Uh, but I, I think that that's the next thing. We can't, you can't have a league that actively makes fun of and denigrates their best, their best team, money wise. You just can't. Yeah. Sorry, you can't. The reception to this is going to be really. I don't give a shit. I'm right. And... That's bad business, man. That's just bad business. However, funny burn, and I get it because you know what. Everybody wants to burn yeah. the Leafs, in, and for the market, reasons that I just stated. In a market where support for the sport is dying every single day. In Toronto? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's dying. There's 30 last names in the NHL. <laughs> and they're all former NHL, like, they're yeah. NHL families. Yeah. That's oh, another problem. the son problem. of, the nephew of, the... That's a, that's a, that's a serious That issue. is a serious problem, no. by the way. No. Because it now is starting to mean that the, those with the resources to to get the right trainers to get the right yeah and i understand there's a genetic component to that i do there mm-hmm. is well if the league keeps expanding the stalls and sutters are going to have to have more kids come on guys let's go it is an let's issue go. the come fact on. that i've got friends on, in Ty. i have friends in la it costs them 20 grand a year to keep their kid in hockey and their kids good really good yep it's going like to the 15 o. grand to play double a or something like that here it's crazy who's got that money so uh, I think that's another issue, and I think we're going to have Sean Fitzgerald on uh, eventually. We've been meaning to have him on for yes. a while. He's got that new book called. It's called. He's going to be playing with us. What's it called again? Uh, Before the lights go out. And it's about just that issue. Um, yeah, and he followed around the Peterborough Peets, who happen to have noted defensemen uh, <laughs> Nick, Robertson Nick Robertson and also SDA. Mm-hmm. Uh, now and they make appearances. Last last show we talked about the Heritage Classic, and uh, how neither of us even knew it existed. The what? The Heritage Classic. Exactly. It was between who? Calgary and Winnipeg. And they had their throwback jerseys, which I don't understand why both teams don't just use those jerseys because they're way better. Yeah. Before, sorry, before the lights go out, a season inside a game worth saving. Sean Fitzgerald. Right. Who won? Who won what? The Heritage Classic. No idea. Do you know? Uh, no, I didn't look it up. None of us know. Can I just say? It's yeah, yeah. a little unfair, the narrative of we didn't know it was happening because it's not a national event. It's just like the All-Star Game and where it's a local... By the way, local... it's Winnipeg and OT. <laughs> Winnipeg and oh, OT. Yeah. Hey, that's exciting. Was, yeah. I heard it was a good game. It How was about a good game. It's thrown on his hat or something. Oh, it, but it's it's a local event for the local people. It's yes. just like the All-Star Game where we're generating interest in the market. We're going to Saskatchewan. Yeah. The Saskatchewan fans are going to be happy about this. And it doesn't really matter that people in Toronto because they're going to be watching Toronto game. Yeah, uh, no, 100%. The We talked about this with the uh, Montreal-Boston outdoor game a few years ago. It rules to go to, mm-hmm. and it sounds like this ruled to go to. Uh, the All-Star game rules to go to. Sucks on television. Yeah. yeah. So why over-promote something that's not going to be entertaining on TV And I, We were mentioning that around the last... Um, 
all-star game. I, 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 I think like we, we talked, we've had this, I think, conversation two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think it made a lot of sense that we didn't know a heck of a lot about it. Why spend the money? Exactly. Why not spend the money? Spend the money in Saskatchewan. Spend the money in Calgary. Spend the money like in Alberta, I guess. Spend the money in Manitoba. But beyond that, the, one of the biggest problems the NHL has that baseball now has is they don't have a lot of bankable superstars. When you look at um, when I when I see that the Lakers are going to play Houston, I'm going to and I this is coming from a guy who probably watches less than 20 Raptors games a year. Sure. I'm still going to try to tune in for at least a little bit of the Lakers versus Houston. You know why? Because I want to see Harden and Westbrook try not to pass to each other. And I want to <laughs> see LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Danny Green, who randomly is just racking them up. Um, I want to see those stars play each other. I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, there are football games that are like that. It's Brady versus. <laughs> is, the interesting thing about the Lakers-Houston game is you probably you have three guys with uh, LeBron, uh, Westbrook and Harden. I don't know if you want to throw Anthony Davis there and make it four, but you have at least three guys who are more popular than probably the sport of hockey. Yes. Oh my God. Like internationally, yes. just yes. on Easily. a cultural level. And th- those three guys are playing in that one game. Yes. So, yes. like, how could you not draw this a massive amount of interest? You know? 100%. And that's... that's <laughs> not asking Sidney Crosby what he thinks about Hong Kong. If, if you <laughs> no. were to have... Yeah. Not, like... If the NBA ever did a street ball game, so they set up a court, but it's outside. And I, I don't know how you do that unless it's in the South in the wintertime. But um, uh, it would be a really cool event, right? It would be really yeah. explosive and big. They would never allow it, but... Well, they might. They might. Not on concrete. Anyway. No, no, no. It would be like it would be a typical stadium, but we call it street ball because it's kind of yeah. you know that's how It'd those be cool, guys. Like if it was a video game, but <laughs> <laughs> and they have fire, yeah. they have game breakers. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. NBA yeah. Street Volume Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, what was it? NBA Street Volume Two. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I just said like a Mortal Kombat thing in the middle of whatever. The point <laughs> is, the point is, people would tune in for that because there's bankable stars. These are celebrities, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the NHL has that. So in their marketing plan, I think it makes a lot of sense to market to the local markets because they care. If it was the, if the Leafs had a Ontario Classic between them and Ottawa, and let's say Ottawa's in a better place How too. How the Leafs and Sens not played an outdoor game? I don't know. I don't know. Remember, Eugene Melnick doesn't do well with outdoor games. That's probably why. Oh. Or even Leafs in Montreal. Um, I know. But no. But, how about Detroit twice and Washington? But if you have, well, that makes sense for the American markets. When you have bankable stars that go that transcend their their market, transcend their league, then it makes sense to to advertise nationally. I just don't see that, unfortunately. Like Calgary, Calgary fans can hate me for this. Uh, Winnipeg fans can hate me for this, but you don't have stars on that team that that transcend the sport. And I I think there's only like two guys who are in this sport that transcend it right now, and that's uh, Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. And even then, it's only very slightly. You got to be. This is. This is going to make Canucks fans mad, but try to understand what I'm saying. Elias Pettersson is must-see viewing for hockey fans. Yeah. Connor McDavid is must-see viewing. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to be a fan of hockey at all to look at Connor McDavid go around Justin Braun and go, Oh, shit, that's an alien. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Pettersson is just really, really, really sick. Does... I'm not doing a great job of getting this No, that makes sense. It's like LeBron. Like, LeBron's a freaking alien. The guy's bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else and has been for 12 years. LeBron, Kawhi. Basketball fans know how ridiculous Spicy P is. Yes. You know what I mean? But, but I'm not tuning in just to watch Spicy P. No. Not from, not if you're in, uh, not if you're in Florida. 
if you're a Miami Heat fan, you don't care about the Raptors versus the Lakers. There's no Bucks fans going, And to go along with the marketing thing, hockey likes being a local sport. Like, they love marketing, hey, we're the local thing. They kind of have to be. They have a whole, uh, hometown hockey is built around being, hey, we're going to local communities because hockey is your local thing. That's another thing that's fun to go to. I went to it when it was in Oshawa. Yeah, but it's fun. Doesn't make for the best TV, you know? Mm-hmm. TV's entertaining. Rogers it's okay. Rogers disagrees. <laughs> 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 well, I think it's also, and, and, and Ron said it best when he was on the show, it belongs on CBC. Right. Because CBC Hometown in hockey. Canada, yeah, yeah, CBC in Canada is a is is supposed to not, it's not it's a not-for-profit broadcaster. It's there to support Canadian culture. It is and there that's to what highlight ho- communities like that. And that's yeah. what Hometown Hockey is. So... Uh, unfortunately, it's not. It's on Sportsnet, uh, and and I don't. I think there's a reason with that with the NHL. But he said, if I were to do anything, I'd move Hockey Night in Canada away from CBC and put it on Sportsnet because Sportsnet owns the rights. And I would put Hometown Hockey on on Sundays on CBC because that's what the huh. CBC mandate is. Um, I think that the NHL is actually kind of smart in what they're doing with huh. with their marketing. If they don't win on a local level, yeah, they will not win. They've tried for years to make this seem like this big thing, and then they'll like they'll have like the all-star game and Kid Rock's fucking playing. Oh and you're like, God. are you serious? They gotta win these local markets Chris again. Daughtry. Yeah. Yeah. They need to stop trying to be the biggest sport. They're not. Because they're not. They're yeah. not. It's like us trying to go up against Hockey Night in Canada for ad revenue. We are not gonna win that battle. We win the small ball, they win the big ball. Does that make sense? I guess. Like we it's like they they they're like, okay, you'll pick up the phone and you'll call us. Whereas we're like, hey, we got we to gotta battle for some, some funding here. And that's the difference. The NHL's got to battle for that funding. Now, speaking of which, um, Elliot Friedman reported yesterday on headlines that there is apparently, and they're not commenting on this, a plan in place for a women's hockey league funded and created by the NHL. Now, it would be, quote unquote, the WNHL. Um, but they don't want to get involved, as we suspected, because the NWHL still exists, mm-hmm. and they don't want to put anyone out of business. Which, I have to say, as much as I don't, as far as I know, I don't think it's a good look for the NHL to put anyone out of business. Say what you want about the NHL. There are people that love the NWHL, there are people that hate the NWHL. It's not a good look for the big, bad NHL to put a women's hockey league out of, out of business. It's just the not a good look. stance they're taking is a fair stance. I think like, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to criticize them when they're trying to protect a league that's already there. Yeah. Well, the the other side of this is they should have been on this 10 in. years ago. Sure, yes. but yes. but they weren't. You can't. We don't have a time machines, you know. Right. You can't. As you can criticize them for their past decisions, but now they're doing the right thing. At so. least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, At least from what we're hearing, although like all the all the people who cover women's hockey, uh, like hardcore. Uh, we're like, yeah, I'm not over the top stoked about the NHL running that league. That's what I was trying to say in the interview. Interview with, right. uh, <laughs> like, I was like, why do we? Are we sure we want the NHL running this? Yeah. With Liz Knox, remember? I said, yeah. are you sure that's what you want? This is a this is a league that's behind on all these issues, and she said, and you go go back and listen to the interview. It's a fascinating one. Her answers were, well, the NHL needs a PR win. Support women's <laughs> hockey. Liz Knox and Anya Packer, we had them on back-to-back shows, and it was fascinating. I just think, I'm, I'm, you have the, re, you have the, I, the, the thing is you want them to, to be able to control their own destiny, mm-hmm. and if they work with the NHL, they won't necessarily be able to do that. The NHL still has some say, right? Yeah. However, I, I think they've there. tried it the other way, and there's, it's not working that way either. They're there if it's dire. If it becomes, it becomes dire. dire. And I guess it's just not there yet. I just, yeah. 
I hope that if the NHL does do this, that it is viewed as a separate league with a separate commissioner with a separate mandate. And it's the best idea. Yes. It's the best idea for everyone involved. Okay, this makes the most sense. Let's go for it. Right. It's not there as a supplemental to the NHL. It's there as a, we're doing this because it's important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because we've got to create a, we've got to create the sport for both both sides. It can't just be one-sided anymore. And I think the most crucial part is just the financial support. Yes. That's why the, the yes. people yeah. want the NHL to come and become involved because if it bleeds money in the first five years, they can handle that. Right. And like, it seems like when they're trying to do all these independently, CWHL and NWHL, it's just they can't. They the can't Coyotes back it. Bled money for a quarter of a century. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Don't it, tell me you can't support. But they that. saw right. the value in keeping them. Right. Exactly. They'd have lost their TV deal, and they were right. Mm-hmm. So, well, taking the lesson from that, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason that it can't be profitable. I just don't think it'd eventually. Be profitable. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's profitable right away. I think right. that's any business, though. Most yeah. businesses bleed money mm-hmm. until they don't. But it's it, most businesses aren't like the Facebook movie where it's like, oh, I've got this great idea. Then I'm going to steal from two, two yeah. 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 And then it's like, kaboom, I'm a billionaire. And then that I'm going to say I started because the Iraq war and I wish Facebook was around then because then the war couldn't have happened. Yeah. A thing my, a slowly, Mark Zuckerberg said last week. Slowly <laughs> turn into a cannibalistic alien. Did he actually say that? Yes. Yeah, he said that last week. He said if, if Facebook was around during the Iraq war, maybe it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Sorry to derail this conversation. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, it's he's uh, he's a it. monster. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> the devil. Oh my yeah. god. It was rough. Oh it was god. it was a tough watch. <laughs> yeah. No question. Tough and he's watch. Slowly drifting into crazy billionaire haircut. Oh yeah. He's got the uh Alv Davis Jr. haircut yeah. going on. It's yeah. rough. Oh Do you see AOC roast him? No, what did well? she say? She just gave him the business. She just kept asking questions, and he had no answers. She'd be like, Congresswoman. She'd be like, oh, next question. See, and then she'd just keep going. The <laughs> problem uh, the problem that, that they're having, too, is that most of the guys that are elected in the states don't use their email. Like, they don't. there are a significant what? number of congressmen and senators that have never used email because they have like, assistants to do it for them. They're so old. So it's like... I, that's crazy. It's crazy. So it's pretty <laughs> tough to make laws about yeah. something you don't understand. You're <laughs> asking the government to regulate a social media that they've never looked at or used. They don't understand, or don't understand. how it works. Yeah. We're getting dangerously close to talking about Rudy Giuliani, and then we'll never get the show Oh, back. the butt dial. Oh, we'll my God. That was great fun. Nope. That was nope. great fun. Anyway, uh, back to the... We'll never get it back. Here's, here's what... Here's where we stand in it, and, and I think you know this if you heard the interviews. Yeah. We want women's hockey to not just exist, but to thrive. Yes. Yeah. Um, and who cares if it doesn't make money in the first five years? Honestly, mm-hmm. for the NHL, it's a drop in the bucket. So I'm glad that they have a plan. Uh, I don't think uh, it's right to cheer against any league, uh, uh, especially in, in the precarious nature that the NWHL is supposedly in right now, although they've attracted a lot of sponsorship this year, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't root for. I'm not going to root for them to fail, uh, but I'm I'm happy that if they do, the NHL's got a backup plan. But if they don't, uh, things will get better for the women playing in that league, and you know they'll get more than one game a week, and one mm-hmm. and they you know they they can't even get ice time. Like it's ridiculous. Right. So that's the that's where I hope we get to, uh, and I don't want another generation of professional women's hockey players to go by and have these same fucking problems. That's the problem. You know, it's going to be awesome. When you and I, Steve, buy Everly Wild jerseys when Whoa. she's on the Toronto unnamed Whoa. women's team. Do you know that she's already she's already wearing her nine skates. Mu- nine <laughs> skates. No, she's already wearing her nine month old pants. 
Like she's that we took her to the doctor oh, last week. So she's big four, baby. Yeah, she's four. <laughs> she's four and a half months, and she's already long, like out lengthening. Oh no! Her and so the doctor said, you know, she's like in the ninety eighth percentile in terms of babies her size this age. Like, like me. Yeah, so she's big. Does she eat a lot? Oh, hell yeah. Nah, just, nah. <laughs> just crushing it. She's got the wild genes. Yeah. <laughs> she, when does she start eating solid food? She, uh, they start, well, we're starting her at six months. Okay. People are back and forth on it. We're just going with what our doctor says because we trust the doctor. Reason some people so start big, early, some people don't. Um, I, uh, I like kept, I was, I was a very, um, agreeable baby. But I stopped sleeping and I would like get upset all the time and like I just couldn't eat enough. And then my Nona, being a Nona, was like, feed him solid food. And my mom's like, he's four months old. And then she started feeding me solid food and I slept through the night. Yeah, I'm convinced <laughs> that as soon as we switch her over to like squash and like potatoes or whatever that you, she'll sleep the whole night. Oh, I'm yeah. convinced. Um, I want to bring this up. Panico there... Pizza, you got to feed her that. Ah, got... yeah. yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, Just put there... it in the blender. There is a book, a novel. Yo. <laughs> no, make her chew it. Yeah. Make her earn her keep. Don't be soft. Adam. And, and che- you got to get cheesy bread, too. What would David Goggins say if you blended Everly's food? Um, there is a book, a novel, called Breaking the Ice by the author K.R. Collins. It is about the first woman to be drafted into the not the NHL, but the fictional women's equivalent. League. No, no. Oh, men's league. Fictional, like the oh. But they could, the they fictional... can't use the rights in the book. Right. right. So they made up. Hey, this is the professional hockey league. Yeah, there is yes. a a novel. I received it in the mail. It's currently on the set of Ice Surfing up in the background, right next to this other great book. It's called This Team Is Ruining My Life. <laughs> and uh, I know it's shocking. I know. Uh, but yeah, Breaking the Ice, uh, K. R. Collins. And if you look in the acknowledgments, you'll see the Steve Dangle podcast. Hey, oh, that's fun. cool. That is pretty cool. Eh? That's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, by the way. I, I want to read that book. So thank you, KR. Um, You're such an author. I should have done SP Glenn. <laughs> SP Glenn. Yes. Uh, Leo Vegas, Matt Sundin Fall Edition. We now have some names that you'll be playing hockey with if you are going to sign up for this. Now, what? it's leovegas.net. Click on Matt Sundin's jersey, number 13. And by the way, people are like, what's Matt Sundin doing at all of these games? Did you notice that he's wearing a Leo Vegas uh, thing? Yes. That's what he's doing in all these games. No, he's not going to be the next head coach. Thank you, everybody. He didn't even show up. <laughs> what? To... People were Yes. And people were tweeting like, people were tweeting like, well, is he, is he the next guy to take over? He's going to be a part of the management. He didn't even show up for his jersey retirement, guys. Do you really think he's going to join management? He's done. He's here just to play with you. Exactly. Now, <laughs> Steve funny. Thomas, Nick Kiprios, and Freddie Modine will be joining you. Oh, Kipper? Shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. And by the way, Kipper, you're in a man. If you get to play with Kipper, oh, you're yeah. going to have a good time. Yeah, um, you'll hear him from several blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, you you will hear him from several blocks away when you take the ice, Steve. Yes, yes. I'll try. LeoVegas.net for the Matt Sundin Hockey Experience. Remember, this includes uh, some travel expenses. This includes a party night. A uh, uh, You're going to hang at the Delta. Uh, you're going to get to play with these guys. It's going to be lots and it's and coming lots up of fun. real quick. Yeah. Like it's in couple three weekends. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, a couple weekends. Yeah. Two. Two weeks. Yeah. So make sure you're there. Yeah, get it. Your entries. Right? Um, also, I want to mention the uh, Steve Dangle podcast will be live at Regulars November 7th. Now, we have a show that week on the 6th, which is a Wednesday because we do Wednesdays and Sundays now, but this will be a little extra. Uh, so Steve Dangle Podcast live at Regulars, downtown Toronto. Uh, there's a game that night against Vegas. God save us. Because Marc-Andre Fleury <laughs> has just been unbelievable this year. Oh, 
Garrett Sparks shut out at him. I know. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, uh, but we are going to be there live, doing a quick, uh, doing a quick show before the game. So make sure you come armed with uh, books that you want signed, questions that you want to ask, and maybe a, a rant or two about how the Leafs are doing. Hopefully, it's better by then. We should do like all Q and A. You want to? We never get enough Q and A in at these things. You think so? Yeah. You know, it's funny with Q and A though. I always find that until the first person asks a question, no one wants to ask anything, That's and then true. the first person asks it, and everybody goes. Oh, okay, I guess it was okay. All right, I got a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you oh, see wow. the question. They didn't die. <laughs> well, they were it's attacked a human... by wild boars. <laughs> it's they a human thing. Die. I don't yeah. know why we're like that, but we're like that. I was like that in school. Okay, who wants to present first? Not me. I never wanted it to be me. I would always... Did you always strategically try to present after a presentation that you thought would suck? Oh, that's ruthless. <laughs> I can tell you that in the band I was that's in, I we do. never wanted to be the last act because it was always like the headliner. Yeah. You always want to go right before the headliner. So if you had a great show, you could blow them off the stage. And if you didn't have a great show, people kind of forgot about it. Yeah, you're not. Then it's like, okay, you're the worst. But you didn't want yeah. to be the one that people were there to see. Oh, Adam, you and your leather pants while we underage drank at the bowling alley. You always <laughs> tore the house down. What do people have to search on YouTube to go watch that leather Nothing. pants video? They don't, uh, it doesn't exist. What's the, the name of his band? The Rebler is at the Elma combo i think let's try it no let's not Come on. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to fly <laughs> is that the name of the song no it's uh 18 okay the name so of the song. let's let's move on neutral nhl cities <laughs> apparently regina was no let's seriously let's talk about this because yes. no one gives a shit about my old fucking band yeah, um city of regina heritage <laughs> classic Apparently, the city of Regina really got behind this because, Steve, what do you always say about Saskatchewan? There's nothing to do and everybody's at the nothing. So this was something. Yeah. And John Shannon tweeted, you got to wonder what an NHL team in Saskatchewan would look like. And I don't think that I think that the economics would prevent that from happening, although, you know, you'd, you'd never you'd have no problem packing an arena in Saskatchewan or even a stadium once. I don't think you'd have a problem packing the arena for 41 games. I don't really. I think the mm-hmm. issue comes down to it's the. It's the people aren't making money. I don't think I, I wish that somebody would come down with a breakdown of how much money teams actually make from the gate. And it's very small. It's very, very small. Your gate admissions mm-hmm. isn't where you make your money. You're making your money on premium boxes, advertising sales on the boards, uh, things between the periods. Oh. If you go to a Tampa Bay game, everything is sponsored. It's the McDonald's door opening ceremony. Thing. It's the KFC shift of the door game. Opening like it's <laughs> you get a you go to Tampa and I, I don't know if this still exists. They have a Ford grill, so you buy a burger and they burn a Ford logo into it. They You're sell. Joking. I'm not joking. They sell everything. Because that's how they make their money. That's how they they can afford this stuff. And I don't know if that money, I don't, Saskatchewan's got lots of money there, but I don't know if the corporate dollars are quite there yet to support that. However, it would be amazing. What I want to get into is neutral market games. So Quebec City got an arena. Kansas City's got an arena. Houston used to have an NHL team. They have an arena. Places where there are perspective, there are rumors about NHL teams. So imagine five years ago, Let's say Seattle actually had an arena that could support it. I know the Sonics had their basketball, but I'm ne- not sure that was ever convertible mm, into a hockey rink. I don't think so. um, imagine that the NHL had gone in and brought in two mega teams and played. Um, and I wonder about how that would go. Like, I would love to see a Quebec City game. I don't know who it would be. It'd have to be Montreal and something. So Elliot said they tried this about 25 years ago and they yeah. did it all wrong. 
Well, he said because I mean, they do it on like Tuesdays in like weird arenas uh, and nobody to care about of course. it. But he said now if they try it, it'd be in like Kansas City or in Houston on a Saturday night between two teams in the area. That would matter. And it'd probably it'd 100% work. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Like it's, it's a win-win situation. Saskatchewan can support at least a game a year. Yeah. Give it to Saskatoon next year. I don't know. Well. Yeah. I don't know. They don't have the outsource. Whatever. Saskatchewan would, can support it. It would fall along the lines of hockey as a local sport. You're going to these other markets and you're trying yeah. to just build it locally. That's, I think yeah. it's a win-win. Yeah. I, yep. I agree. I think, yeah, I think the NHL had a good little strategy with Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to repeat it with Seattle. Um, and if they continue to do this, they'll grow it on the local level like they need to. Yeah. It seems like on that, at, at least they're on the right track. But I think it's kind of a cool idea. Now, Winnipeg's struggling on, on defense, although they did win last night. They're they're cobbling this thing together. I, I, question. I hate that they're able to do it in the least. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but Dustin Bufflin. So we're a month into the season. Still and no sign. Still no sign. Let's say Dustin Bufflin signs December 1st, just like William Nylander did last year. He doesn't have to sign. He just shows up. Sorry, shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Do <laughs> he just shows up to work? That's, that's true because he's under contract. Funny. He is under contract. <laughs> if Bufflin does come back, what is his impact? And that's not to say that Dustin Bufflin's not a great player, and Dustin and, and Dustin Bufflin's game is admittedly much different than William Nylander's. However, right. it takes a while, especially at Dustin Bufflin's age and after his injury history, to get up to speed in the NHL now because it's so much faster than it used to be. My question is: If you've missed training camp and you're missing months of the season. Anybody that sits out, sits out that long, does it make sense to come back mid-season? Are you going to be able to be... I mean, he'll be more effective than the defense they have just based on his talent. But is it going to be Dustin Bufflin as we've known him? Can I can I make a off-the-board suggestion as to how you can ease him back into the lineup with controlled minutes? Briefly, make him a forward again. Oh, he was a good forward. Remember that? Yeah, it was, was a also, wrecking ball. It was also like seven, almost a, a decade ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a very yeah. long time ago. Are yeah, it sure? Could be fun. It would be fun. For sure. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Bufflin, <laughs> the fun thing about him is he could be off his game, and he's still such a unique player in this league. He's the heaviest player in hockey. And he's got some wheels, too. <laughs> for a guy his size, and I, they will not be there. He's, he's not going to have his breath. There's no way. Not for the first little bit, anyway. Oh my God, he'll be sucking wind. Like you'll have to have him on the third. Period. Well, he can't play. You, he can't play thirty minutes a night. No, not to start. You might actually kill him, like at, at that weight. <laughs> but he's such a unique player that if he hits you, you're falling down. If you hit him, you're falling down. <laughs> he's a tree. Yeah, he's he's a unique player in that regard. And if he just stands in front of the net, and you're trying to do the same thing, he's going to win. So it's. He's a he's a unique player. I think he'll have an impact right away, but they gotta manage his minutes hard because there's no way his condition's anywhere near where it has to be. Right. You thought Nylander was bad. Nylander was at least jacked the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm not ripping on Buff. Like, I know he's in great shape, but there's a big difference between managing Nylander's what, like 195 pound frame, if that, and so like a 300 pound when flame. he's not on the ice is like 300 pounds. That's wild. Yeah, that's a lot. And it, Wasn't it an ankle problem? Yeah, and that's the other thing is the injuries he did have. I think he only played like 30 games last year. Blank concussion. Yep. You got the Jamie Alexia so you're not, concussion. So you're not going to have the same mobility just based on that. I mean, whatever he had, ankles do take a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, even high ankle sprains will have you out for six weeks sometimes. Oh, yeah. uh, but I think, 
I just wonder, you know, Winnipeg really wants him to come back, understandably so. But at a certain point, and I've said this before, do you just say, listen, Bufflin, take the year. Take the year. Come back. you got another year in your deal. We'll talk in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an emotional leader. I get it. Like, he's a he's yeah. a big, big, big part of that team. But if hell he comes back... Acquisition. Hell yeah. But if he... If he comes back, is he going to be the piece that they need? Is he going to be him? Is he going to be worth the $7 million cap hit? Pro-rated. Well, right. It's like, um, you know, when a friend at the end of high school tells you, you know, I'm going to take a year off. And you go, well, that's okay if that's the plan you stick to. You know what I mean? Most most who take the year off don't go back. uh, Yeah. Are (laughs) you? Yeah. Are you? So, like, if he takes the year off with the plan of just taking the year off, and he works towards, I'm playing in 2020, 2021, he'll be fine. But uh, with that amount of money, oh, this doc's really nice. Oh, Cancun's pretty cool. You know what? Like, oh, you want me to get out there and battle with, oh, I got I to gotta battle with Mark Stone every night, and I got to chase Nathan McKinnon around the ice, and I got to, ugh. I gotta somehow get in Connor McDavid's way, and he's won a cup. Yeah. He's already done it. Yep. Yeah. And I gotta. I, oh, I gotta intercept this Leon Drysidle, and Zach Cassian's bothering me. It's really getting on my nerves. You know. But then, like, if that's like, and I don't, I don't pretend to know his his personal situation, but he must know that it does put the team in a bit of a pickle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not his problem, really. No. Mm. <laughs> I really hope when he comes back. If he comes back or if he retires, that we get the story. Yes. And it's not just, uh, if he comes back, it's not just a copycat hockey player line of, I just need some time to take. I know I'm back here. I'm ready to focus and play. I hope we get some sort of athletic op-ed or player's tribute Sportsnet. op-ed. Or a big read from sportsnet.ca. Hell yeah. <laughs> where it says, like, this is what I was doing with my time. This is what I was thinking about. And this is who I am as a person. I Here's hope how I've grown from it. I hope we understand what Bufflin's yeah. going through at this time. Because it's fascinating. It is. You I'm truly about, interested. That's something he's done his whole life. And all of a sudden, he's just walked away. Not walked away. We're taking a pause. And you yeah. Go, wow. And then if he does walk away completely, I want to hear that. Yep. Especially. You, you'd be amazed what some players go through. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm and sure. we never, and we just, that's why we want it. to see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then I yeah. hope he's willing to share. Is Me all too. Mm-hmm. Me too. One hundred percent. Penguins traded uh, Good Branson to the Ducks for Martinson in a seventh round pick. You saw the everything happen. It's unfortunate that Good Branson uh, Johnson uh, pairing is now done in Pittsburgh. <laughs> unfortunate for you. We hardly knew ye, uh, but boy, it was a beautiful thing. And I want to read this tweet from Mark, Mike Darnay. The Anaheim Ducks traded Carl Hagelin to the Penguins, who then traded Carl Hagelin for Tanner Pearson, who then traded Tanner Pearson for Eric Branson, who was traded to the Anaheim Ducks. Ugh, just crazy. Uh, Jim Rutherford being praised for cleaning up Jim Rutherford's mess. <laughs> and he's trying to get rid of Jim Rutherford's Jack Johnson signing. And Jim Rutherford, the most, is he the most fascinating GM in the NHL? He's up there. He's up there. Well, because yeah. if Jim Rutherford stopped making 30% of the Jim Rutherford moves, he would be the best general manager of all time. He didn't. He, I, he, I most can't of get the over. He makes bad moves and then makes great moves to make up for the bad moves. As, as a Leaf fan, as a fan of a team who never wins shit, yeah. I, it, I can't get past the thought process of not liking 
how you won back-to-back cups. They didn't win back-to-back cups to, to a, in a way that he liked. It sounds so ridiculous to say out loud, I'm dying to find out how else I should be saying it. They didn't like how they won back-to-back cups, so he just ruined the team. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Yeah, you had to pay Matt Murray. Okay, I get it. Yeah, Vegas basically stole Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But, come on. It was so strange how everybody kept paying Vegas to take the problems when you could just sat back and let Vegas just take the player. <laughs> it was so weird. What a weird. I wonder if the same thing is going to happen with Seattle, where it, or our team's going to learn that hey, we can just let them pick whoever they want, and we don't also pay the picks on top of the picking. But that's going to be amazing, though, Jesse. Is when teams go no, and they don't trade with Seattle, and mm-hmm. they just get ripped off anyway. <laughs> but it's just it's one guy, mm-hmm. you know. Instead, and then maybe they they guess wrong on the one guy instead of hey. Here's the one guy you were gonna take anyways, plus a first. Here's Riley. Yeah. Like what? Here's Riley and Marcheso. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> there needs to be a book, a very nerdy book, written about that fantasy fantasy draft. It was a fantasy it draft. Then they should call it fantasy draft. I would love five years from now when it doesn't matter anymore. I would love to know about the conversations that went into each and every single one of those moves. Mm-hmm. They had three first round picks. In their first draft, they use those picks to take Cody Glass, a really promising young forward. They got rid of Nick Suzuki, who they converted into Max Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. And they, well, and and it should be it should be thrown in there that um, they spent a first on Thomas Tatar, who they also threw away yeah. in the Pacioretty trade. Ugh. But we'll ignore that for now. And Brandstrom, partially converted into Mark Stone. Yeah, which I think. I'd say that makes up for it. It's not He's bad. A pretty damn good. But player. it's also weird how a team that had a literally a zero salary cap is now in salary cap trouble. Hell, like, like salary cap. They, how did you manage they that didn't for need yourself? To do what they did. <laughs> no, no, they were like they were good. Um, and if they had just left it, they'd have been really good. Uh-huh. And they are really good. But there are some moves there that I go. Ah, yeah. There's still there's some pause. Yeah. They're still phenomenal. At least at the end of it, they have a. An elite team, yeah, uh-huh. right? and they started. So you with can't really team. criticize them for that, but they did. Yeah, at the beginning of the summer, they were at like eighty nine mil. <laughs> I told you <laughs> like, the biggest mistake they made was not paying Ottawa the extra whatever it took to get Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. Because yeah. then they pissed that whatever it was that extra first round pick that went to Detroit for Tatar, mm-hmm. and that's they should have just said, you know what? What do you want, Ottawa? We'll give it to you uh, for Eric Carlson. Uh, I'm starting to disagree with that. I, I agreed at first. I, you don't they think probably win the cup. that year with the cup with Eric yeah, Carlson? They win the cup. You're right. They would have won the cup. Yeah. I didn't However, say sign him to an eight-year deal afterwards. That deal's horrible. It is so bad. And yeah, well, we're right. only 13 games into it, man. So, so. Do we want to talk about the other news that came out of San Jose on Friday with Patrick Marlowe? Uh, with Mike Babcock oh. making the comments he did that he wants to break Gordy Howe's team uh, record. There were a couple things there, Adam. And also uh, the Matthews issue. About oh, how so Marlowe t- knew about what happened with Matthews during the summer. Yeah, you got to watch. Uh, it might be on Sportsnet. Yahoo Canada was the only place yeah. I saw that had the video. Twitter outlet. So I, and, and I, I don't know who asked what. But Marlowe talked about, yeah, you know, learning experience for a young player, all these things that made people super uncomfortable. But the the 
primary focus there is he knew about Matthew's incident from the summer. I don't know who the reporter was who followed it up, but they were basically like, so sorry, you knew about this? And you just see the wheels immediately yep. start turning in Marlo's head where he's like, oh, shit, I really shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted, I think I'm going to skip gray and go straight to bald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Dubas probably feels that way too. Although he's apparently... disrespected, the players don't respect him. Yeah, the... I, I said it before. Well, also, I also think Dubas. Agent... You mean they don't respect Dubas? Him. The yeah. agent, I think, uh, gave Matthews bad advice. Um, yep. Uh, that was not the way to handle that. Uh, there was a lot of things bad about that, but in this particular isolated thing, not telling Kyle Dubas. Although the agent has doubled down apparently and said, "No, this is the right thing." It was not. It was bad. Bad advice. He should have come right out and said, "I did this thing. It was stupid. I apologize." And it probably would have. It probably she probably would have said, "You know what? That was fucking idiotic." But I'll let it go. She's, she's um, already said that if it was handled differently, she wouldn't have even exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, like, like this is the whole it. thing. Like it's just ridiculous. And it's I, just, it's la- I can't believe it is October twenty seventh, and we're still getting new nuggets about this freaking thing. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well. You, part of that is is um, I think you're right. I think there's a there may be a bit of a pervasive culture in the with the Leafs that 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 there is. I, mean, I wouldn't call it mistrust, but it's just sort of like yeah, I can kind of get away with that. Yeah, they don't like Babcock and they don't trust Dubas. Or I don't think respect. it's that they don't trust Dubas. I think it's that they don't feel the need. I don't think it's I don't think it's trust. I think it's respect. Yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, I'm sure they it's trust Dubas. I'm trusting. Why bad. wouldn't they trust him? It's they don't like Babcock. They don't respect Dubas. They don't. That hey, just hold out and you'll get all the money you want. I'm not going to tell you that I am in trouble with the police. <laughs> crap. It's crap. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. I yeah. still. It's crap. Yeah. It's listen. Matthew should have known better. His dad should have known better. I I I cannot get past the agent thinking that was the right course of action. Yeah. Anyway, we're re- we're just reopening. It Idiotic. just re- reopened it again. Yep. And it's probably going to happen again. And what is the what was the Babcock quote about Marlowe? Oh, he's like, oh yeah, he's well, playing to beat Gordy Howe's games played. We record. also said when they signed him, they knew that they couldn't keep him for the third year. Oh, the- and that cost them a first round pick. So when when Babs Babs and Lou were t- pretty tight, <laughs> and when they he said when we signed him, like Mike Babcock was really involved in that. Um, and so when when uh, when that happened, um, you know he he and Lou were putting the full court press on Marlo to sign, and Marlo's like, "You got to give me the third year, otherwise I'm going to stay in San Jose." Did they ignore Dubas for four years and then hire him? Yes, yes. Cool. They let him run Good the Marlies. Team. Good team. And so you know, for them to say it's okay awesome. that a first round pick was given up to to blow a guy's contract out sucks. That's I mean, Mike, come on, man, don't even just don't say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't even yeah. say it. Oh, if if you're Dubas, how don't you just rush and and just barge through the crowd and just duct tape his head, like to, just immediately? To... Yeah. Shut up, Mike. That should have been it. Like, okay, you want to keep dealing with that? Fine. Like Shani, you want to deal with that too? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Shut that guy up. Oh my God, this team. Well, I'm sorry. What am I supposed to cheer for exactly? With that, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Let's do a press conference, a real quick one, because we're running late on time. Um, 
The Steve Dangle Press Conference. For real, I'm supposed to be excited and, and cheering for what? They're not winning games. So in absence of that, what? <laughs> Man, listen. What? You're right. I know. It's frustrating. We're all frustrated. Yeah. But it can't be that it can't be to me. It's still in my brain. And if I tell you this, you're going to hate me. But the Leafs are third in the division. They're in a playoff spot securely. Cody Cece has positive possession numbers this year. Mitch Marner is still leading the team in goals. Matthews is still in second scoring. or third. in. Sorry, Matthews is still leading the team in goals and is second or third in the NHL in goals. Uh-huh. Marner is leading the team in points. Tavares is out. Dermott's out. Hyman's out. Got some new players. You got nine new players on the roster. Uh-huh. So that's the other side of it. And we haven't practiced. That was the other one. We we haven't had a chance to expose the players to the depths of my brilliance. Well, wait a so. second. No, but they had an entire pre- training camp. Yes, they did. Yeah. Is that what he said? Uh, no yeah, way well, he didn't no, say they, that. He said they. Well, he is right that because of their schedule, they haven't had like a proper practice. They have a, they have a pregame skate. What the hell do they need to practice for? They have skate in the morning. What are you practicing? Dude, they're not good enough. Um, <laughs> Larvitar candy Agreed. on our Reddit page wants to know, when are you guys going to do a live podcast in the UK? Oh Ooh. my God, I would love that. Oh, that would be amazing. Summer. What? I'd love to. No, I... Listen, uh, we can work towards it. I want to do it. I'm in the well, maybe UK every two years anyway. We need... Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. We need... The, the problem, quite frankly... And this is not going to be, this isn't a call for money. But we have, we do not have the money to bring it over. Yeah. Um, it would cost thousands, thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. And we can't ten, just do that. Not just casually. thousands, tens of thousands, yeah. because we got to get there. We got to bring equipment. We got to, we got to clear it through customs, by the way. You can't just show up oh, with yeah, a bunch of that. podcast equipment. You have to bring that through customs. You have to go two months, you have to go a month early to get your permits for it and everything. If we brought nothing except for just ourselves, it's still and work slept trip. on the street. It would still cost us $4,000. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the, so love to have to find a, Global sponsor who'd be willing to work with us on that one, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know Free maybe venue. maybe Nike's like we need more hockey in the it's UK. Ambitious, it's ambitious. I yeah. do, I do though. I still want to buy, and I haven't had the chance to because of you know you know uh, having a kid and that sort of thing, and not having a whole bunch of. Extra. I do want to buy a Great Britain hockey jersey. They are the coolest, coolest jerseys we're going. And we, we know, know it. We are, we're shit. <laughs> and we know we are, we're They're amazing. Shit. Um, oh no, God. but I, uh, I, I'd love to. It's just right now, uh, money's just not there to do it. If there, if it came to the point where we could, maybe we can reach out to the. I know the British Ice Hockey Association follows us all. Um, yeah. We probably could reach out to them and come to some sort of thing. We'd love to. We'd love to. And you know what would be really fun is if we were able to go at a time when the season's on and we were able to do like YouTube videos and talk about. The actual league over there because I think it'd be fascinating. I'd love mm-hmm. to do that in Australia. I'd love to do that around oh. the NHL, be amazing, or around the around the world with various leagues, Switzerland, Sweden, whatever. Um, but yeah, money's the biggest issue, quite frankly. We all love. I mean, Steve and I love the UK. Jess, you've never been there yet, have you? No, never. I've never oh. been uh, overseas. Anywhere. It's great. It's so great, except Ooh. for the Brexit thing. Yeah, but the no. actual place is amazing. Yeah. Um, so. I yeah. want it to be emceed by the guy who goes, One day. Who is that guy? The, the guy who they speak of the house. Uh, one day we will be able to go over there. I'm convinced about that. We just need to find the proper avenue to do it. 
Yeah. That's all. We'll find it. Yeah, we will. Um, update from the Joker steps that I said were a bad idea to go at. A new video surfaced, throwing eggs at tourists who want to take some pictures at the staircase where Joker does his famous dance. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so don't go to those steps, people. Jesus Please Lord. stop doing that. I'd like to read a, a DM if I can. <laughs> oh, got it this morning from Cameron Hufflin. Diaz. Oh, Hufflin. Yeah. Uh, incredibly sappy DM coming in, but I had to send it. I've been an SDB, SDP listener since the show started, and I was in high school. Yikes. It has been. This is our seventh season. A long time. Currently backpacking Europe solo for a few months, and it's incredibly fun, and I'm learning lots, but sometimes it can get exhausted and, exhausting and lonely, and I just wanted to say having the podcast to listen to and be able to look forward to uh, helps me through those really rough homesick patches and is really special and a guaranteed pick-me-up. Save the last episode to listen to on my birthday yesterday, which was really fun. Anyway, I don't have a point other than I just wanted to drop in a DM and say it's awesome what you guys do and it's so incredibly appreciated. So thank you so much for being so cool for so many years. And I have to say, um, first off, Cameron, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy Cameron. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, it's your birthday, Cameron. Yeah. It's your birthday, going, Cameron. Yeah. I don't, know these, I don't know these songs. It's clearly. your birthday, birthday day. <laughs> Jesse's birthday song. That's the birthday I'm song. There like, Where does he go with this? Where does he go with this? No, that's the official birthday song. Is it? Yeah, yeah. National birthday song of Canada. <laughs> Look at New birthday's different here. Yep. And, then, and then it's like, birthday song. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like um, uh, the South Park. What is it? Uh... Uh, going down the birthday, gonna have Imagination myself. land. Oh. Imagine- Imagination. <laughs> Imagination. <laughs> we were talking about that in the studio yeah. at Virgin the, the other day. That has to be the three best episodes of South Park all time. Happy yeah, if you're going to take any three-episode run, it's probably it's that those three episodes. I think it's the Black best Friday episode of all time. If it's three episodes in one, it's the best episode they've ever done. Really like Black. Uh, Black. Friday, but yeah, Black Friday. Oh yeah, the P- that's the PS4 Xbox uh, war yes. run. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. That's good. That's a close. In the close. recent, if anyone thinks <laughs> you're gonna beat me inside that mall, cut some promo on the news. That was really good. Oh, man, that's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> what were we talking? Happy oh, birthday! birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday, Cameron. Yeah. Oh shit! Are you okay, Steve? What happened? I got caught up in our very <laughs> expensive equipment. <laughs> All right. We, are we good? Was that the end of the DM? That was the end of the DM. Oh, okay. So happy birthday, Cameron. And by the way, happy I wanted birthday, to say Cameron, yeah. this is this is to everybody that ever drops me a DM. I can't read them all, but I get them all the time. Other than hatred from Penguins fans <laughs> and every other fan base. Uh, Penguins fans have been amazing, by the way. Um, I do want. I do want to say um, we get amazing messages like that all the time, and I I don't think we get the chance to thank everybody because mm-hmm. we are literally flooded. And um, just want you to know that that means a lot to us. Uh, we don't take that for granted. The fact that you make time for this show in your life, it's a big commitment time wise. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you make time for us means the world to us. So we might disagree on uh, on hockey opinions, but one thing that we are really appreciative of is the fact that you will listen to this show. Uh, we are so glad that you're along, and that's for Cameron and for everybody else that's ever sent us a DM. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I get DMs, too. I just don't feel the need to, like, you know, flaunt them on the podcast. Oh, God. Just, it's okay, Adam. You're just, like, a really great I'm guy. I'm just trying to I thank people. No, yeah. You're not. Yeah, <laughs> a great guy. 
Okay. He's also more importantly, he's better than us. Apparently, apparently, I'm a bad person for, yeah. for saying thank you. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> Steve, final question. I just want to be an asshole. This is from also from our Reddit page. Hmm. It's from Omila. Okay. Omila wants you to let Hat Guy do a full LFR. Ooh. He's close. Will you let him do that? I mean, listen. Rather than talk <laughs> about how, so here, wait. Let me let me look this up. When's the Leafs next back to back? Because rather than just complain about they did the thing that they always do again, right? I mean, when the Leafs lose that game, and they will, <laughs> uh, I'll just let Hat Guy do it. Why not? Why not? Here, what do we got? So we got uh, their next backup is uh, Saturday, November 9th, they play Philly, and then Sunday, November 10th, they play Chicago. So when the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Toronto Maple Leafs on November 10th... Can you let Hat Guy do the full LFR? He'll do the whole thing. Is that a promise? Yeah, when Michael Hutchison gets shelled with 43 shots at the United Center. Yeah, sure. All right. He can just do the whole thing. Listen... No, no, you have Nothing to. Com- matters. You have to commit to this. Okay. If the Leafs lose against Chicago on the tenth on their back to back, that night's LFR, which will be, we'll do a podcast that day, and then the game will happen, and then oh god, and yeah. then you'll probably come out Monday. Yeah. Hat guy has to do that full yeah. LFR if the Leafs lose. Since All nothing right. matters. <laughs> since absolutely nothing matters. All right. But I listen. If no one's gonna change it up, I might as well. Remember, the Leafs need to win for Steve. They do. <laughs> You're joking. No one watching this <laughs> thinks that's a bad idea. Mike, if you're watching this, please coach for Steve's specification. Coach the way that I want you to. <laughs> Specifically, I'm really smart. We will see you guys Wednesday when we have exactly one game to fret about. And then Sunday next week when we'll have another game to fret about. There are only two Leaf games this week. Mm. Wow. We'll have to spend time with our families. Boo. God, it's so weird. Ugh. I'm okay with it. Me too. It's <laughs> less depression. <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.